And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, let's take off because it's time for the weighing in podcast. Josh Thompson and myself here to talk about a plethora of fights. We had the Eagle FC. We had one championship. We had Bellator. We had the UFC. We got a ton to talk about. I need a throat lozenge. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) There was so much yelling, so much fun, so much gambling this weekend. And John... You guys can. I want. I feel like I should take my ten percent right off the top. Dude, you guys all were like, "You oh, are one of the gamble. worst we're gonna players when it comes to blackjack I've ever sat." I am sitting there telling but, you, but John, better did not. I win? You, you hit that. I swear to God, we're gonna. And how many times right did here. I win when I did that? <laughs> like almost every time. Almost every time I hit it, and almost every time I won. There's like one or two times out of the the two oh, hours no, we sat no, there no, and played. No. By you the had way. one. I'll give you one that you should not have hit that you won. That's the one. Did we have? Did we have a good time though? We had a blast. We had a blast. I got to tell you, man, I, it was so much fun. We got a, we got a table of everybody together, and it was just, it was awesome. Nordy had no idea what the hell he was doing. So he's like, Josh, do I hit here? Hey, John, <laughs> Dude, do I hit here? Did, man. Do, he's like, what do you mean split them? What do you mean by like, double split, down? What's why double am down I putting mean? more money out? I was like, give him more money. He's like, oh, uh, what? Uh, okay, okay. He just didn't okay, know what he, he was doing. He walked away happy. Yeah, he did. I mean, he came up like three or 400, yeah. 300, I think. And then, uh, yeah, I came away with uh, five. 500 and then yep. uh amanda came away with 450 or something oh man which then words. got donated to on fire she had donated to my wife's animal rehab thing fred's friends so that they got some money that was incredibly kind of her she didn't have to do that what is it called say it again fred's friends fred's friends we had a, a, a the thing that started my wife off twister. on her animal rehab thing was a baby possum we found it was fred that's right I and remember then fred, fred fred ended up dying he got a disease, then he ended up dying, and so that's what she named her. You have to explain the disease because I don't want my 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 animals or my pets going to your rehab if they're dying. Okay, so you have to explain <laughs> what he died of. <laughs> okay, no, you know it, it was something that he had. You uh, you get you get these different views from animal rehabbers. Don't give them dewormer stuff. Yes, give them dewormer stuff. Well, she listened to one, and he had what was called lungworms, and eventually those take away their ability to breathe and. Like possums don't live that long, anyways, but they live about a year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he died. They so only live was, a year in the wild, about a year, about three, sometimes in captivity. Shut they, up! They, really? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they don't. I last never long would have thought that. I would have thought like at least 10, 15 years, no, like a dog. They don't or a last cat. long at all, man. Because wow. they they, run over by they are here and gone quick, and you can watch them age too. It's like wow. they look they look a certain thing, and about one week they go from twenty five to seventy five. It's crazy. Wow. But, yeah. that, like from the time I met you to the time now. Oh, yeah, shit. see? I'm a possum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, the craziest thing is I think the first time I ever saw, I've never seen a possum eat. And uh, and Miss McCarthy was laying down the worms, right? She had like the long mer- worms there, and he was just going. Fred was just going to town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like the worms moving around, and he's got his claws, and he's like feeding it into his mouth. He's like... Yeah. yeah. It was I like mean, a was big like piece watching, of licorice to him, man. Yeah. It was like watching Podcast Dave eat. So it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Uh, well, hey, go to WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch there, you guys. Got a bunch of new stuff up there. And uh, podcast, Dave, we've had a lot of requests, like not just in the comment section because I read that, but it's from people in this this weekend. 
They're like, hey, when's the hindsight 50-50 shirt coming out? And I was like, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. They're like, dude, I would cannot wait to buy that if you guys make it. We got, and then we're going to start calling them Josh-isms because I think it was, uh, <laughs> it was fish, them. man. Fish. Call, they're going to start calling them all, call all Josh-isms. That's it. Because <laughs> uh, um, I had another really lame one this weekend. What was it? Uh, a bird. It was, uh, it was a bird in a... A bird in the hand and two a bird in the hand is better sh- than two rocks in a bush or something some, like that. Some rocks in a bush. <laughs> what the like, fuck what? did you just say? Everyone's like, "What the hell did you just say?" Uh, oh, this right. is great. I'll there put this is. out as a limited edition. So, yeah. Um, I'll put it out. So That's midweek great. show, we're going to announce it, and then we'll have it out for a limited time. So just be. Are you going to show it? Are, are you going to show this picture, by the way, on the podcast so they know what we're talking about? Yes, I will show like like the fighters. You got to show the fighters so they know what we're talking about. You guys, yeah. when he when he doesn't post the pictures of the fighters, that's guys, what make you sure should put you, the comments. Hit the, hit the comments. No, they have podcast. They have Dave falling Dave, behind. Dave gets. Yeah, Dave's like, you, what do you mean you're gonna listen to like one person? I'm like, no, Dave. I just don't have the time to clean sh- <laughs> clear, screenshot all fifty of them. No worries, guys. Um, just <laughs> no make worries, sure guys. when you write in the comments that uh, you just tell you remind Josh and John that you want the show out on Sunday early and not on like Wednesday. Wow, when look at Dave. <laughs> remind them oh, of that. Feeling right, a please. little bit froggy. Yeah, he is. He is. He must have been drinking <laughs> at lunch today. <laughs> it doesn't warm up. And obviously, the way he laughed, it's you true. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Homeboy's oh. been slamming it John back. And I, John and I had well, a little conversation before we got on air. So, well, ju- just so just so we're all just so we can touch on, I gave my New Year's resolution. It's gone, guys. <laughs> As oh, you guys can dude, tell, holy, holy. this weekend it's, was a whole no, different no, it's, story. It's not gone. It's it destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a great time. The though. best part is awesome. I'm going to get the blame because we were like, oh man. Don't 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 take Josh off of his thing. Dude, I don't have to take Josh off. He'll fall off on his own, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was doing just fine, but John just wouldn't let up, man. He kept going, You want this? You want this? Huh? Try this whiskey. Try this whiskey. Ooh, I'm get look this at one. this one. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, hey, let's get into some fights, man. And we've we had a let's great go. weekend. John and I have been having fun. Uh, Amanda did a great job at the desk, and uh Morrow is just a stud, as always, you know, and um the team did a great job. But John and I will give our critique on the Bellator fights. But first, let's talk about what other fights. Let's go, go Eagle FC, go I Eagle. think, and, and one first. We'll talk yeah. those two uh, first. What do you think, Eagle FC? Look, you know, I, I'm going to go to exactly what we talked about, what we said is when John, that were, fight was... Wait, wait, were, were we correct, John? Were we, <laughs> yeah. were we correct? We were. That's all I want to yeah. know. I just I, Well, from what I was told, there were people in the comments saying that we were crazy, that Kevin Lee was going to destroy... How could you even say that? And like I understand their their opinions. And mm-hmm. when when the fight was first made, I was like, eh, I don't like it. Yeah. I think Kevin's too fast for him. You know, not You're a both good, the same way. Not a good fight. And then as I thought about it, I go, look, Diego is an odd style. He's difficult to hit. He's just tough as fucking nails. Yeah, he is just a tough son of a bitch. And Kevin tends to sort of, you know what? It'll be a pretty. It'll be a competitive fight. You know, I still think Kevin's, you know, the favorite, no doubt about it. But look, Diego's got a chance. And yeah. Diego put up a good fight. You know, Kevin Kevin won, no doubt about it. But Diego showed why he is the fucking guy that, you know, won the first Ultimate Fighter, has been there for so long, is never an easy out for anyone. He's just a fucking junkyard dog that just hangs in there, tough as hell. There's never any quit in him. And, yeah, he got the loss. Kevin gets the win. Good for Kevin. 
but you can't say that oh you you know he just ran him over no he didn't just run him over he had he had his moments where he did well and i was really impressed with him on the ground the control that he had because look diego's good on the ground and kevin was able to land some good shots there but it was a competitive fight wasn't super exciting but it was competitive well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag for your betting odds. You guys can bet on everything. You got baseball, football, basketball, all of these baseball's things are happening back. right now. Baseball's back. March Madness is coming up. And like you said, baseball is back. The owners and the Players Association finally came to agreements on how many millions and millions of dollars they're going to pay each other. Okay. This is great. But we go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in, and John and I will give you guys our advice on the fights, pretty much not on anything else, but in some boxing, some MMA, whether it's UFC, Bellator, whatever odds that you can find on mybookie.ag for boxing, for everything, for combat sports. John and I will give you a little bit of that knowledge, hopefully win you guys some money. But use that QR code right there, that one right there, the one that Podcast Dave is going to put up. And when he puts that up right there, you click on that, use our promo code Wayne, and they're going to give you a little extra spending cash, okay, for your first initial deposit. Make sure you guys remember that. Your first initial deposit, if you use that QR code and our promo code Wayne in at mybookie.ag. Yeah, I think Khabib, he had put out a tweet and it said, you know, at 40, 40 years old, you know, Diego still making it difficult for some of the top level talent. And it's yeah. absolutely true. I mean, like, no matter how you guys want to look at Diego uh, with his personal life, his fighting style, whatever it is, he takes a lot of damage. He's always taken a lot of damage. Not early in his career, he didn't take a lot of damage. But like as the fights, as he got older, he started taking more damage, just more of a reckless style of fighting. But he was always super fun to watch fight and he's always extremely talented there was a threat everywhere whether it was on the feet or on the ground but then it just got into this like let's just brawl brawl he became more of a crowd favorite and then he fed into that and that's what led into it towards the end of his career that's all he was doing from the gilbert the gilbert melendez fight to all a bunch of other fights i could get into oh, the God. gilbert melendez one is the one of the one of the ones that i've comes to mind oh distinctly a, incredible fight yeah, I was in Houston. I was calling yep. that fight it's cage side. I was not at the. I wasn't cage. I was like right there on the inside of the cage, and they had they were having me call the fight and my reactions to it. The UFC was at the time, and um, I was like, "Wow, this is just insane, just absolutely insane." But when we were talking about this fight being put together, you and I said the same thing. When they first matched, I'm like, "What are they doing?" Yeah, I'm like, "It's not for Diego, man." I'm like, "Kevin Lee is he's more powerful, he's stronger." He's faster. younger, he's faster, I mean, like, he's he's longer, he's got all the, the attributes, and look, and I've always said, I'm a huge Kevin Lee fan, I just wish he could get out of his own way, I don't know whether it's mental, which I believe it is, um, you know, or it's just something in his body that he just can't seem to get the, the relaxation to, to dip into that cardio, because as the fight goes on, it doesn't matter who he's fighting, he slows down dramatically. You know, and so as we got closer to the fight, John, this week, and uh, we talked about it uh, last week, it was like, you know what? Diego's got a chance. Yeah. He's got a chance in terms of, like you said, he's awkward. Yep. And if and I thought Diego was going to wrestle more in the beginning, but he didn't. He kept it on the feet, kind of kept it, you know, and, but then, you know, I, I don't know if it was a kick that made it happen, but something happened to Kevin Lee's knee yeah. throughout the, in the fight. And that was the change of the tide. And I thought for sure that Diego was going to keep going to the kick, keep going to the kick. He didn't go to it as much as he should have went to it. 
But it it actually, I know, he should have went to it a little bit more. He tried staying. Yeah, he tried. But Kevin was doing a good job of moving it out of the way, kind of lifting it, kind of turning it, you know, switching stances. And so I thought Kevin showed a more mature fight style. But when we talked about the fight, it really came down to Diego Sanchez did exactly what we thought he was going to do. And he was going to go out there, put on a show, put on a fight, and it was going to be a tough fight for Kevin Lee. Despite the knee, even if the knee wasn't hurt, it still would have been a hard fight for Kevin Lee. Because in all those scrambles and all those and all the stand up and all the exchanges, he just you got to chase after him. You've got to walk after him. You've got to make, because he moves so much. Diego's going to be land, land, move, land, land, move. And that gives fits to everyone. If you're not used to fighting that style, you're like, gosh, man, stop moving. You're yeah. chasing him. Every time you want to set punches. your feet, he's moving, and you've got to pick up your feet and move him. And, now it's and when you miss pain. punches, it, it takes your cardio out of you, John. You know that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, look, it it wasn't a barn burner of a fight, but it really, there was a little bit of drama in there because of the knee with Kevin Lee and Diego looking, you know, Diego doing what Diego does, making a fight, making it a dog fight, you know? And so I think overall, I mean, I, we got what we thought we were going to get yeah. and we thought the person that was going to win was going to be the one that won. And Diego put a fight up that we thought he would put up, you know, and everyone that was telling us, you guys are so stupid. You guys are dumb. Like you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, what do you guys you guys forget about Diego's life, his career. Yeah. Like he's made he's made a ton of people look bad, like they didn't belong in there. And Kevin coming off the losses he's been coming off of, did you think he would be any different? And so that's what I was surprised. You listen to everyone say, like, Diego's got no chance to get knocked out first round. He's gonna get, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, it's been a long time since Diego's been finished, I think, in the first round. Oh yeah. You know, so he's just one of those guys. You know, he's a stud. He's always he going to be a stud. stud. So, <clears throat> um, I didn't get to see, I couldn't find it, was the Ray Bork and Ricky Bendejas fight. You said you got to watch it. Yeah, I watched it. I really wanted to watch that fight because Ricky, I really love Ricky. And I love Ray Bork as well yeah. because, you know, when um, when there was a lot of that support going around for his son. And and so, I remember I bought a bunch of shirts, you know, from him and just kind of distributed them out to family and friends. But... You know, just uh, I wanted to see that fight. I didn't get to see it. I heard there's a little bit of controversy. John, talk me through it. Uh, you know, like it was a close fight. I, I mm-hmm. in watching it, I had it scored for Bandejas. I thought he won the fight, but you know, when you have a close fight like this, it can go the opposite way, and it depends on what you know, angle the judge is seeing things at and stuff. I thought uh, Bandejas used his length really well at times. At times he didn't, and Borg was able to get into him and had his little rushes and stuff, but. It's a close fight. You know, when you, when you have a fight like this and it's a split decision, if you're Ray Borg and you win it, you go, I lucked out. If you're Ricky Bandejas and you lose it, you got to go, I can't I can't complain because I left things out there that I should have done to make a difference so there was never a doubt. And you got to learn from those things. But, you know, both of them, both of them are great family guys. Both of them are, are just stellar individuals. You know, I'm glad to see Ray win because... You know, the whole, yeah. his whole thing with his family and why he's fighting and stuff. It's tough to see Ricky lose because he's lost a couple now that you go, man, yeah. we're talking it was, you know, this or it could have you know, definitely thing. gone your way <clears throat> and that can make a difference in his career and stuff. So, but it was a good fight, competitive fight, you know, a lot better than the, uh, the, the equal heavyweight championship fight that went on between mm-hmm. Anthony Hamilton and Kudayev. That one was like, uh, okay, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> there was a quick guillotine choke yep. uh, into it and stuff. But uh, 
it was a it was a good competitive match. It was actually one of the better matches on the on the card that I was able to watch. So I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, what other fights on here? Did you see any other ones, John? Yeah, I saw Impa. That was another split decision, and I I, I had it going for Magomed uh, Dalev. It was again, you're just not in those moments where you need to step on the gas and really go after him to try to prove that hey, I'm the guy that's you know mm-hmm. I'm the one that's leading this wasn't there and so i i understand why he lost that one and uh but there was a couple in there that were you know interesting you know I, no sean burrell had uh a decision loss you know definitely he lost it and stuff but you know he went to three rounds i was kind of surprised that he made it through the three rounds uh archie uh, colgan who actually fought in bellator in uh, i want to say sioux falls actually got himself out of a buggy choke which i was very impressed when he slammed his way out of uh a buggy choke. He got a win against uh, Dylan Mantello, and look, Mantello's good, young, strong fighter. You know, he's out of uh, Ray Longo's, you know, the Law mm-hmm. MMA. Put on a good fight, but Archie just tough as nails. Good wrestler. Uh, I enjoy watching Archie. I'm, I'm I'm upset with Bellator that they let him get away and go to Eagle. So, but it was a nice win yeah, for him. I, we found that with a couple of fighters. I don't know oh, yeah. what the deal is. <clears throat> I think John, you and I have a little bit of that frustration sometimes. Like, why is this person like jo- Joaquin Buckley? Yeah, he lost to Logan Storley, and it was like, yeah, okay, he got rid of him. And you're like, good fighter, <clears throat> explosive. He's good. You know, he's he's smaller for the the 85 pound weight class, but he's he's too uh, too big for 70, so he yeah. struggles to make the 70 right. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's explosive, got power, and he brings the fight in the action. That's what you want. So, you guys, when you guys talk about um, because I see some like, oh well, so and so, you know, they why'd they cut him? Why they? Let him? I'm like, look, we don't make those decisions. <laughs> That's a the, the, look. We're just there to call we the fights. We definitely don't we're make there to those talk decisions. Talk about the fighters we have, and we love we love the fighters that we have. Um, but we wish there were some fighters on our roster that we would have kept, not just the ones that have gone to Eagle, not just the ones that have gone. And to there's one some fighters I'd PFL. like to see them get rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. There's also some fighters that I'd like to see that I know had interest in coming that we just didn't get contracts done, but they went to other organizations. And I'm like, damn. Yep. So there's a little bit going on. And, but, uh, you know, we've signed a lot of great talent as well that we love. So I love calling a lot of these guys. Um, you want to get into? One FC. Uh, one FC. Got to go to one. Now, I only watched two of the fights. So I'm, yep, that's I'm the all. same way. Okay. I watched Gary and... Uh, Tron Lee. Dan Lee. Yeah. Man. <laughs> this is one of those ones you look and and uh I you know, I, I was impressed with Gary in the beginning as far as he was he looked like he was comfortable with his stand up, looked like he was okay, you know, he's he knows where he wants to take the fight. He knows he wants to bring it to yeah. the ground. And he kind of jumps to his back, jump almost jump card, but jump towards the leg lock. And you look and you go, Man, Leg locks for especially when a fighter is fresh and stuff. Yes, it's better when he's not wet and sweaty for your chance to make it actually stick. But you've got to control his lower half. You cannot just control one leg. You control one leg in MMA, you're taking a huge risk of someone being able to pound a fucking hole in your head. And that's what happened here with with you know Thon Lee. He just kept on turning the position because there was one leg entwined and you saw Gary almost getting the heel hook. Doesn't slips through hit gets hit. 
goes after it again, gets hit, slips out, and as soon as it slipped out the one time, one big shot, he's done. Another big shot, put away. And this is where, you know, you, you it's the leg locks. You will live with them, and you will die with them. There's times you're going to get big wins, and there's times someone's going to pound a hole in your head. And that's what happened yeah. in this one with Gary. Yeah, I think <clears throat> this is what I think. I think that Gary should have worked more for getting the fight to the ground, using that sweep, using yeah. that position that he had to sweep and get on top. Instead, he kept chasing the ankle. And when someone's fresh like they, they fight harder to get out. Sure. And they start throwing punches as well as trying to escape. And that's exactly what Lee was doing. He was throwing two big combinations of one, two hard punches and then trying to clear the feet off the hips, pushing the feet down. He was doing everything properly when it came to defending it. Yep. And uh, I think a little bit of that has to do with uh, some of the credit you're going to give to Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall's been working yeah. with him on the leg lock situation. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I know there's people pissed <laughs> off at Ryan Hall for doing that. And it's like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. Hey, this yeah. is a sport. And you, people are going to work with other people in this sport. It happens all the fucking time. That's yeah, what this I think game some is. Of the, some of the people that are mad at him, though, just don't like Ryan Hall. Okay. <laughs> That's why. Well, okay. So they don't then, like him because, on, you know, there's a bunch of reasons why. But I'll take that back then. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like some of those people that have been posting, you know, um, you know, I won't, you yeah. guys just follow online. You guys, you guys can follow it online. Look, Gary just, he just made a, he made a, made a mistake. An error. Not realizing that you know the shots were going to be a little bit harder because your head has nowhere to go. It just bounce. It doesn't bounce off the canvas. It just stops. Yeah. So those shots, unless he did a couple great things, he hit the the leg, he sat back on the heel hook, couldn't get it. Lee was pushing down on the knees. Then what he does, he put his foot in between between the legs and bumped him forward. Was able to get a better transition on the ankle. Couldn't get it tight enough. He and was still taking shots. And every time he took a shot, the lock got a little bit looser. The legs got a little bit looser around the knees. <clears throat> and so as they kept fighting, he should have focused more on getting the sweep and getting into the top position. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell him how he needs to finish leg locks because that is not my idea. No. That's his. But when it comes to the fighting aspect of it all, it's it's I've always I've always said this. You guys can <clears throat> go back over the years. It's it's sweep, submit, get up or some or submit, sweep, get up. You've got to work for your submission. If it's not working, sweep them and then get to the top position Okay, or get all the way out and start back over. I have to touch back on what you said, though, John. You said exactly. He looked phenomenal on the on the feet. I'm not saying he, he should have stood and no, made it but, a stand-up war, but he, but he looked he, pretty damn good. He looked at least comfortable, <clears throat> and he looked yeah. like, I'm okay here, and I can stand here. And that was I was impressed. You go to Gary's first fight, and you look at his stand-up, and you go, yeah, we got a long way to go there. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and, and that's not saying anything bad, but I, I, you can tell. The work that he's put in and the progression that he's made because he actually looked i was like damn he, he looks good there you know he yeah. looks comfortable he doesn't look stiff he doesn't look like oh man he's he's just in that nervous energy he looked like all right we're good and i, I just it, it's that whole thing of let me let me get this guy out of here yes i love that attitude i i do but you you got to be smart about when you've got a guy and he's fresh he's got a full tank of gas he's gonna have a lot of power a lot of energy a lot of ability to blast through things and make it to where he can hang hang on and when you are attacking with the ability i love the danaher attacks when they take both legs and they control the yeah. lower half of the body 
now he can't come up that way. Now he doesn't have the ability to deliver power with the hammer fist because, you know, Josh, we've done tests with hammer hammer fists are incredibly powerful. If people yeah. think that, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's like a, a kid's thing. No. Fucking hammer fists are one of the most powerful blows. In fact, a lot of people will hit harder with a hammer fist than they will with that straight punch. It just generates a ton of torque. And we did it with, you know, pads that measured, measured, you know, the difference. And it was like, it opened my eyes to how they were, more, they were as powerful as open elbows, full attack. A lot of times more torque, more power on the hammer fist. So when you're getting hit by that hammer fist, it only takes one well-placed one, put you out. And that's basically what happened with this. So. Yeah, the only downfall on the hammer fist is there's definitely more ways to break your hand that way. Yes, because it's sideways. <clears throat> yep, that's the absolutely. Only, yeah, because it's sideways, yeah. So that's the only downfall on him. But, I mean, look, Gary's going to learn from this. I think he's going to continue to get better on the feet. Oh, I, I mean, think he so looked too. good. I thought you said I thought he looked relaxed. I thought he rushed too much on the legs. But you know, just make just understanding that hey, I can't be hanging out down there. Yeah. I mean, you guys go back in the history of of MMA. I mean, what the the number one fight comes to my mind on someone hanging onto an ankle lock would be Frank Mir and Ian Freeman. Oh yeah, that fight comes to mind, and it just like you got to let it go and either get to the top or kick them away and get back up to your feet and just start over, because it's not just the punches, John. It's also in that Place in those leg head, lock man. positions yeah but in that leg lock position though it's my ankle could be taken as well at any time and ankle <laughs> locks are something that just happens it happens pretty it happens very quick so you think you're good you think you're good and all of a sudden you're tapping you're going oh shit i was good then you didn't you're so worried about the attack that you forget that your legs are vulnerable too in that in a lot of those positions yeah. um you i don't think lee was going to be working for submissions against no. gary in that no. situation but in that situation, the punches were definitely coming. So, um, also, what we had a great fight, an absolute great oh, fight with Bibiano and Lineker. It lived up to the hype. It lived up to the expectations, all the delays, everything. It was a great fight. Dude, I, you, I told you, hey, if you see it, you go, no, I go, two and a half minutes, standby bombs are yeah. leashed. <laughs> and it was two. Uh, they, were, they were whapping each other. <sighs> I love Bibiano. And man, he is—he's uh, been a hell of a fighter, just a hell of a representative and a, and a great champion for one, you know, for a long time. And uh, he just was in that that position where you could see the shots when they were hitting him at times. He—he he was just getting degraded mm -hmm. each one that that landed. You could see a little bit less of him and a little bit less. And it was just, uh, you know, Lineker's, Lineker's a stud, man. He's got power, and he will stand in the pocket, and he will throw. And it got to that point at a certain, you know, and the, they started that second round, and you could see Lineker was like, I will eat, eat one to, to trade every time because I'm going to win this battle, and he was right. He won that battle. And, you know, the one that put Bibiano out, you look and you go, great shot. But yeah. Yeah, Bibiano was fighting his ass off. I thought he hurt him in the first round, and he – yeah, he go you know, gets to the top position. I was like, oh, look at this, you know, because I, I honestly had thought I thought Lineker was going to win, and then when Bibiano put him down, I was like, oh man, and yeah, <clears throat> but really fun fight. Two guys really going after it with both of them, and Lineker, man, Lineker's a stud, man. He will, he will bite down on that mouthpiece and trade with anyone, and that's kind of why he's fun to watch. You know what surprised me in that fight, to be honest, was. That it was super easy for Bibiano to get the takedowns. Yeah. That shocked me. That yeah. first takedown happened so Boy. easily. Yeah. And then 
well, ran him across, you, just ran him across the cage. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was surprised that he was able to, that he was still that explosive. But beyond, I've seen him fight for years, called a couple of his fights over and won. Um, <clears throat> he's 41 years old. He still looks like a baby. Is he like 41 now? I think he's 41. God, Can you damn. click on Bibiano there, Dave? Yeah, I think he's 41. Yeah, you're yeah, right. 41 years old. You're right, man. March 30th, he'll be 42. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? But look at his face. Look at the, like, and I'm sure that's an old picture. But like, even still, when you see him now, <laughs> when you see him, yeah, but when you see him in this in this last fight, he still looks young. He's freaking yoked. Um, oh, but he, he was he was still explosive enough to get in on the takedown, get in deep enough to just run him over, got in the top position. He had some good stuff. Uh Lineker's just a ball of muscle was able to get back up. But I mean it was it was it was a shaping up to be a good fight. He did a lot of good things. I would have liked to have seen him get the chase the takedown a little bit more as he started getting in trouble. He started standing his ground and exchanging. Yeah, that was not but working out well for him. Yeah, not a lot of guys have really kind of made him made him want to show them respect. Bibiano's kind of been the, the top dog over there for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. And so <clears throat> not a lot of people are going to make him make him back up. You know, I thought the kicks were having an effect. He's got good kicks. Remember when we were talking, you're like, oh, yeah, Lineker for sure has got the better stand-up. And I was like, I said, yeah, I know he's got the better stand-up in terms of he's got the power. He stays a little bit tighter. He's got – he doesn't wing it. Bibiano does the caveman thing. You know, and he's able, he's able to land shots, but he's got vicious kicks. I would like to have seen him kick the calf a little bit more because he was having some success with it. But that takedown, those takedowns, they seem like they came so easy. I don't understand why he wasn't utilizing them more to try and slow Lineker down. Yeah. But overall, look, it lived up to the hype. It was the fight that we thought we were going to get. It was a good I fight. was leaning more towards Bibiano winning the fight because I thought he'd be able to control the top position more. Yeah. And I thought the leg kicks would be a little bit more of a factor. Um, whereas Lineker's only way of winning was the way he won. Yeah, I didn't see Lineker submitting him. I didn't see Lineker taking him down. I didn't yeah. see Lineker, you know, I I just didn't see that. So, and I said if it went the distance, it was probably because Bibiano was able to take him down and control him. Yeah. So I had I thought Bibiano was going to win the fight. <clears throat> yeah, it overall was, great fight. It was it was great. And it's my whole reason for what thinking that Lineker was going to win was Bibiano does exactly what you said. The caveman he starts to yeah. lower his head down and swing hard, and it's like. Not good against a guy like Lineker. Now you, and yeah. but he did have the ability. And when I saw that first takedown, I was like, mm, if he continues to do this, you know, he, that was easy. We'll yeah. see what happens. And then he he got drawn into Lineker's fight. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Lineker he pulled him like into that got, brawl. You said though, it looked like he got depleted pretty significantly after that first round and the second round he started taking some big shots yeah. early and yeah. i was like "Ooh, ooh, he's he's taking some heavy shots and then you can see he started to slow down yeah he like even his movement when he was circling left and right it just wasn't as fast and he wasn't moving out of the way as fast and you could tell he was starting to get depleted so yeah. when he when he came out uh, of the, uh, when he went to his his corner after the first round and i yep. sat down i was looking at him i go not looking good for yeah. him no no you got you got four more rounds but again, it was a good fight, man. And congratulations to John Lineker who goes and he he becomes the one FC champion there in mm. the uh featherweight division, right? I think it's featherweight. Yeah, it's featherweight. Yeah, it's yeah. their version of featherweight, yeah. yeah. But they all walk around about one sixty five. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh I didn't watch the rest of the card. I know you you just said you didn't either. So no, those are the two fights not. that we watched. Uh Dave, let's go into Bellator. <clears throat> uh, 
okay. Let's. You want to go from the main card down? Do you want to? What do you want to talk about? Ah, let's hit. You know, let's hit the prelims real quick. As far as this okay. thing, so. And well, the reason why is you know as simple as it gets is I got to talk about at least one fight on the prelims. Two. The, two. Okay. Cody Law. Cody yeah, Law looked good. God damn, he looked good. Yeah. Cody Law's. Uh, he called his shot too, man. Do you know That's he called crazy. the exact time he finished that fight in yep. the back? That's nuts. That's Holy a little shit. suspect, but it's yeah, a yeah, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, you know, going into that, I knew you know I'd watch James fight. James actually had a good submission game, but I'm like, he can't get Cody down. His wrestling's just not good enough to get him down, so he's gonna have to try to hurt him in the stand up. And I thought Cody was just much cleaner in his technique in the stand up, so that wasn't gonna be an easy task for him to do. <clears throat> But uh, got to give it, man. Cody Law's looking good. Six and zero now. John, what I loved about him was the way he, like I said it a couple times on air. I said, like I liked how he landed the combination. He stepped right, cut the angle, changed the way the punches were coming. The angles of the punches were coming at a different angle. Boom, boom, nicely done. Hit him with the left hook. Then he stepped to the right. Drug he drugged the left hook over to the left. So he he hit him with the left, and as he did that, he was stepping to the right already, and he just right. And then he sat his he sat his weight down and threw the right hand. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> that's like that's like it that was, next level type yeah, stand up. It, and it was, was also it was also like he didn't crush the space once. He no. hit him. He hurt him. You could see it. He hits him and he goes down and he kind of takes a step off to that that right. As mm -hmm. he's getting up now, he's perfect. Boom, hits him with the left. Boom, he goes down again, gets up. Boom, hits him with the right. You go, oh, my God, just dismantling yeah. him. And, you know, he gave credit to, you know, Artem Levin, who is now at ATT as a striking coach. And like, Artem Levin was a fucking beast in glory. That dude was a stud. So they're learning from uh, a talented guy, man. And he's, he said, he goes, he's made a huge difference in my understanding of angles when it comes yeah. to the fight. And you go, well, it is obvious it's working because, man, Cody, you looked fucking phenomenal. Beautiful. Yeah. It was the way that that knockout happened because it wasn't a one-punch knockout. It was a series of punches that each one just added on top of the other, and it was the precision and the calmness of how he did it. That was impressive at a guy that is still super young in his career. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other guy that I want to talk about, there's actually another one as well, but the Roman yeah. Feraldo. Oh, yes. There's Roman Feraldo. <clears throat> you have Stunt. to give him love. Mr. Cauley Shots, uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> he, but in this situation, I mean, he just he obviously possesses power. He's had two flying knee knockouts. He's, uh, what is he, 7-0 now? 7-0, seven finishes, uh, three, three KOs and four TKOs. Just impressive. This fight here, he dropped the guy with a jab, then Dude. followed up with some vicious ground and pound. You know, and 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 Josh, you gotta say, yes, he put him on his butt with the jab. But it's not only that he put him on his butt, he hurt him. Did you see yeah. Kelvin Ray's arm went arms. back behind him? Yeah. And you go, Oh man, he, he can't control his body. That's how hurt no. he is from that. Veraldo's got power, man. The guy and he's a just a good fucking guy and a stud explosive they need to take that guy and look start putting him against people in that freaking division he's gonna make some noise he's good yeah i think we gotta slow play him a little bit though i mean i know we want to get him up in there but at 170 if you look at that division john 
Yeah, there's some killers. He's got his hands full. He's got, oh, he's got his, he'd have his hands full. But, <clears throat> I know he called out MVP because there's, you know, because yeah. of the Yaroslav Amasov situation. He's like, you know, hey, Yaroslav's my boy. I'll step in for that fight if I need. You know, um, tell I'd me like you wouldn't like to see him bit. against Derek Anderson. I'd like to see him against Derek Anderson or Sabah Hamasi. Yeah, those are the Sabah two Hamasi I'd like to be see a him good against. One too. Him and Sabah Hamasi, but their team, their teammates. Who gives a shit? We're <laughs> 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 not trying to be friends right now, are we? that. <laughs> you got to let me call this shit out, John. Come on, come on. No, I, I get it. I mean, like, I wouldn't want to see. I, I would like to see them fight beforehand, but I understand if they're in the same team, the same gym. Title shots, here we go. You know, when their title shots on the line, when the title's on the line, titles get after it. Yeah, that's <clears> that's <throat> like Rafael Stotts against Sergio Pettis. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah it's, listen, look, I, I kind of like that they they pulled that one off. And I'm going, hey, when it comes to the title, friendships are on the side. This is business. I'll, I'll yep. be your friend after we're done. <clears throat> but yeah, because the, the agreement was when they both got signed, there was like if you wanted because Pettis got signed, then he fought for the title and then won it. It's like if you know Stotts is going to be around, you guys got to agree. If it's for the title, you guys got to fight. So now it just so happens they're like, hey, we want to make sure there's like no, it's a clear running, yep, all the way to the title. <clears throat> so it was the right wins, thing to do. Yeah, I think it was. I agree. And the simple fact of the matter is, John, you get it out of the way. Yeah, and it's, it it creates the buzz of that right. tournament. It's like yeah. the champ's fighting his best friend, his best his training his number one training partner, his yeah. training partner in the first round. Holy shit! Yep. But uh, yeah, Roman for all the good stuff. Nice work. The yeah. the last fight on the prelims we're gonna talk about, which probably should have been on the main card. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch I'm gonna touch on this fight was Alex Polizzi against uh, Gugu. Yep. And when that fight happened, when that fight was, I wanted to see that fight get up to the main card. And so, um, the reason why, like, it there was just some, some juggling. It almost did. It almost made it there. It was a great fight. But I'm going to go in a little hard on the paint here because I'm going to tie this fight to another fight on the UFC card. And John, are you thinking of the fight that I'm thinking of or do you know what I'm talking about? Go, baby, go. Terrence McKinney yes. and Gugu <laughs> fight exactly the fucking same way. You guys, I mean, when I we when John and I talk about fight IQ. Just take the fight IQ and just throw it. it I get about being exciting. I understand. But when you rock somebody the way that both of these guys had their opponents rocked. Yes. I was thinking to myself, slow down, choose your shots, get after it, but just keep the range. You know, like just do those things and oh it wasn't there john it wasn't there i was like what are you guys doing i just couldn't believe it because look at who you are fighting alex polizzi a wrestler drew yep. dober not a not a great wrestler but no, he's but got some gritty wrestling fucking dude has got he's wrestling gritty but he's shorter and stockier it's gonna be he's gonna ball up he can just grab you and just kind of you know and hold and kind of like ball Slow up so you down. can't hit clean clean shots in and Polizzi's very similar in that way and so when I saw these fights happening, I'm thinking to myself, the way it was going down. So first with Gugu, because we're talking about Bellator now. He hit him with the flying knee, drops him, smothers everything he's got. So, he is so... Go ahead. Let's be honest. Josh, he didn't just hit him with that flying knee. I'm I surprised. Mean, I'm, I am amazed. Yeah. And, and, and this is... I want, I want people to understand why. Look, when you talk about weapons for a fighter, and you're talking about punches. Look at punching. There's guys that got punching power. And, uh, you know, I'm here. Augusto's got punching power. The guy that beat him the, 
and his last fight was Rumble Johnson. Most guys have, we'll say, you know, there, there's guys out there that got a 22 caliber in their hands. Okay, it's not that it can't hurt you, but it doesn't put a big hole in you, and it doesn't. I got, a, I got BB hit, guns, bro. Okay, it's BB all right. You got you were a 22 caliber, <laughs> and that's where you, you get guys that they're volume fighters, <clears throat> and you'll get a guy that hey, he can swat. You know, he's look. You're looking at a guy with a 357. That's Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah. But when you talk about other weapons, and you're talking about kicks and knees. Look at, and I tell people all the time, look, a kick. You're talking about you're getting up. You're a 45 caliber. That it's heavy. It, it carries a lot of weight behind it. So when it hits, it, it just has an impact and a torque that just takes in more knocked. It's called more knockdown power, John. Yes, and it puts you puts you out. And knee, look at knees are short, heavy weapons that absolutely take people and put them unconscious on contact. And it's not like. Augusto did not land that knee well. It was perfect. And you it was, see yeah. it hit Polizzi in the middle of the goddamn face and knock his head back. The only yeah. thing that, that kept his head from going into the first row was the attachment that God gave him with his neck. It's his spine. And I was amazed that he wasn't out. Yeah, I was And he too. held on, and this is where you're talking about fight IQ with Augusto because... He ends up going to the one place where he can't win the fight because <laughs> he already proved it in the first round. He's on the ground, and all of a sudden, police, he's holding on to him, and it's coming back. He goes for the arm bar. It was tight. Police, he works his way out of the arm bar, and eventually, police, he works his way to the top position and is putting it on Augusto, and you go, dude, you are a fucking animal. Yeah. You are a savage because... I have not seen many people be able to survive that knee and to come back in this round after what you have taken is amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Everything you just said is ditto. Like I just, it's, I was baffled watching Google chase after him, push him, crush the space so much. He was just basically in his guard or in the mount position or in three quarter mount exactly where Polizzi wanted him to be because now it's easier for me to get to a wrestling position, hang up on a single leg, maybe get a reversal, get to the top position, which I believe he ended that round in mount. Oh, my God. He did multiple times he was yeah. in mount. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he just just made a brain fart after a brain fart in every situation. I'm like, ah, oh. But he's fun to watch fight, Gugu is. And oh, Polizzi yeah. he is as well. Polizzi's only losses to uh, Julius and Julius Glickskis. You know, and it, it was a, it was a it wasn't a back and forth fight, but he was putting the pressure the whole time, and Julius was just snapping the jab in the face, yep. and, he, and he couldn't take Julius down. But it was but it was he fought a great fight. What a stud! We saw him at the in the casino afterwards, and he was just he's got cotton swabs coming out of his nose. <laughs> he's you know got trickles of blood like kind of down by his lip and on his chin. And I was like, man, this guy's out just having a good time, realizing like, hey, all the hard work's over, it's done. Oh yeah. But overall, th those are the fights that you're looking for. It made it fun. It made it a good fight because one person has no fight IQ, and the other person. I even talked to I even talked to Gugu's corners after. He's like, "Oh, what'd you think?" And I was like, "You guys got to get him to to realize because the same thing happened with Anthony Rumble. He drops Rumble, and then he smothered the space, and Rumble was able to grab him. And he was like, and then he kind of dropped Rumble again. And he smothered the space again and lost the position. He just flurried so fast yep. and crushed the space so much." Then nothing clean landed. 
and you ruined your opportunity because that would have put him in the semifinals against uh, Nemkov. Oh yeah, you know. And I'm like, it just was. It was. It baffled me. It baffled me, John, that that was the situation that he that he fought that way, that careless, given the circumstances. But overall, it made for a fan favorite uh, fight that night. It was hey, just. Uh, it was a great fight. You know, I, I made the comment. Look, Josh, I've seen thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Of fights. That was one of the best fights. I've ever seen based upon Alex Polizzi and his desire to not give in, his desire to come back and what he did. Just amazing. I loved it. Good stuff. Uh, Gadzi Robotanov, he fought J.J. Wilson, giving J.J. Wilson his first loss of his career. J.J. now is what, 7-0? Or 7-1. 8-1. Okay, 8-1. And the story was, when we talked to Gazzy, he's like, oh, I'm going to keep it on the feet. Probably going to knock him out. But then he realized that it's so much easier just to wrestle you, take you down, and just dominate everything I do from there. And that's what he did. He just realized, like, hey, these rounds are a little close. He was I'll losing the, the fight on his feet. Yeah, which was crazy. I was expecting yeah. him to be dominating the fight on the feet and then sprawl and brawl or get a <laughs> takedown to solidify the round. Yeah. I really look at what um, Islam Mamadov does. Like, he... Strikes a little bit, gets to take down control. I thought if Gatsy was going to keep it on the feet, he's he's a lot more active of a fighter on the feet yeah. than Islam is. So he would just let the hands go, boom, 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 you know, and let the hands go. And then when they were touching him, he'd probably get a takedown to probably secure the round. I thought maybe he'd fight that way. Once he realized this round is probably too close in the first round, he just was like, forget it. I'm going to the wrestling, making sure I secure this win. He had some good stuff on the feet, but the transitions for the wrestling, the threatening of a position, all of those things. I thought he fought a brilliant fight in terms of, you know, look, I guess when you're getting to these levels, right? Because Gatsy and JJ are, are ranked in the higher rankings. And the same thing with like Johnny Eblen and Salter and Phil Davis and Glitzkiss. Well, JJ's not he, ranked because he's moving up. Well, he moved up from featherweight into. Well, they still have him in the 45s. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They still have him in the 45s. But uh, but still, he's they're both they were both uh, highly ranked. Both good fighters. Gassy just came out. He was prepared for everything. He's a stud. Yeah. I mean, I've trained with him before. I've seen him training. I've seen him sparring. He's a stud, man. He's he's gonna be difficult for a lot of these guys in this 140 on the 155 pound division. He's a little small for the weight. Yeah, a tiny bit. Yeah, because you're looking at JJ coming up from 145 to 155, mm-hmm. and he was actually the bigger fighter. Yeah, the the thing with the thing that, I'm, which is kind of surprising, because right with all the Dagestan fighters, or all the Russian fighters, they all cut a ton of weight. <laughs> to get themselves to whatever weight class. He seems like he just walks in. He's like probably walking around about 70. He probably yeah. just walks in. You know, I don't think he's much bigger than 70, maybe 73, 72, somewhere in there. I don't see, he doesn't seem that big. No, he's not. You know, I mean, I don't know what he walks around at, but he's not, he's not that big for a lightweight. So maybe when he gets up to the top and he's having to fight, you know, the guys in that top 55 and the top three or four, he may start having some issues and maybe cut down to 45. But I think right now he's like, why? I'm just going to enjoy eating whatever I want. And look, he's <laughs> as got, as I'm getting wins. He's got power in his hands. He's got pop. Yeah. You know, yeah he he's, he stung, rocked JJ a couple times. Yes, he did. And say he stung JJ a couple of times. You could see it. You know, JJ yeah. got hit and was like, oh, shit. You know, that hurt. And uh, it kind of altered the fight a little bit. I thought JJ actually fought really well against yeah, a did. guy who is – Pretty composed, solid in his attacks, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. JJ, he had his moments and he had a, he had his chance of winning that fight. You know, it just slipped away with I think JJ thought on his back he was gonna be able to do things that he was unable to do. 
And that, that yeah, that's the what majority of people that fight di- people from Dagestan believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they believe, oh, I got yeah. this. I'm going to just get right up. Sure, buddy. Yeah. You know, um, no, but just overall, uh, Gatsy looked good. I thought he it was it was a, the way he needed to win, you know, and um, he's on to the next one. Yeah. The next one, the the human cheat code. <laughs> that drives me crazy. He's had so many damn names. I know we talked yeah. about it on air quite a bit. It was Johnny Eblen versus John Salter. I mean, I'm going to be 100% honest, John. I mean, we both we both kind of thought that Johnny was going to win this fight, Johnny yep. Eblen, as long as he didn't overcommit on things. He didn't put himself out of position. If he'd made, he didn't if, make like, a big mistake. He could be one of those. He didn't make any big mistakes. Yep. And that's kind of what happened. Um, you know, he's Johnny's had a couple knockouts. He's had, you know, a couple of vicious ground. Like, he's, he's good. He's good all the way around. He's going to be a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. John Salter, I wanted to see in this fight because he's coming off of his loss to Gegard Mousasi where he just got dismantled. And when we talked to him the other week, he's like, man. He's like, I never understood why people, when they walked in there with Gegard, were like, yeah, I'm just going to like take him down or I'm going to get him out of position. He's like, and then I started seeing what he was doing. He's like flinching his legs, giving me feints. He's like, and then when I sprawled on him, he was like, his hips almost knocked me out. You know, he's like, he just fell dead weight on me. He's like, it's crazy. He's like, I could see why. He's like, the whole time I thought he was going to kick me because he kept flinching his legs, he kept turning his hips. He kept moving and flinching and fainting, you know, with the upper body, then moving and twitching the bottom legs. And I'm like, you, people don't get. And they big do. Dick I, energy, I, I, baby. I, I think pe- big dick energy. Yeah, he's got the big dick energy. <laughs> I said, are you sure it was his leg he was moving, not his yeah, third leg? <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's like, I was afraid to get hit with the big dick energy. No, um, it really just, it, it really came down to, it really came down to the, I want to see what he was going to look like after his loss yeah. fighting Gegard. Yeah. And I thought he looked good. He just was a step behind. He's got to start believing more in his stand-up, John, because he was hitting Evelyn, too, in a lot of those situations. Yeah. There were some ca- exchanges. Some of his counters, he was landing some clean strikes out of. But yep. he stopped throwing the counters and started just trying to defend, and it took away. It, it, it really altered the fight in that Evelyn now became more confident and yeah. just started to really control the fight. Uh, I, I love John Salter, and I, and I love the way that he approaches fights, and he's just a good guy. And uh, you can't ask for a better person and, and the way he conducts himself and everything. But when you looked at this, it, this is one of those ones you can see a guy who was, you know, has a really good career in being John Salter, but now where is he going to go with it because now – you just lost, and you put another step back here. That mm-hmm. title run that you know you you got the one, you got to that that point where you got you got your chance at the title. It didn't work out, and now the second the second run probably isn't going to ever happen. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I would have to agree with you, especially when you got young studs that are coming up. You know, I know yeah. Austin just lost to to, to uh, Gegard as well, but you've got Eblin. Uh, you've got Austin Vanniford, you've got Dalton Rasta, you've got Romero Cotton, you've got a you've got a plethora yeah. of young talented guys yep. that are coming up. Yep. And it's like and they can all wrestle the shit out of people. All of those guys <laughs> I just mentioned, they can they can wrestle. Yep. And so um yeah, the you know, and Evelyn, I mean like I was surprised how easy it was for him to shut down Salter's takedowns. Yeah. I was extremely surprised. I mean Salter got in deep on some and he just he, gave him the hips. He didn't sniff one, dude. No, not even no. close. Nah, not even close. I was, I was just watching, going, "Damn, that's that's crazy, that's crazy." Donnie um, Evans is good, and he's getting better. This is the whole thing. Every fight, you're seeing improvements with what he's doing. 
Yeah. And he's getting it's the confidence factor. And even in this one, I thought he started off a little slow, which was yeah. Kind of smart. I think it's what, you know, they plan to do is let's see what Salter's going to do, but he kept building in his attack throughout. And he just looked better and better as the fight went on. And by the end, he was dictating where where the fight was going to go, when it was going to go there, what range they were going to fight at. He was the guy in control. Can you give me the can you pull up the Bellator rankings, please? The reason why I'm saying this, now he's number one. He's the number one contender. Who's he's number one? He will be. Johnny he should Evan. not be. He should not be. That, and I love Johnny. Salter. I know, but it's just. It's so who's going to be number one? Vanniford just lost. Well, let's just be honest. There's a guy sitting there at 30 and two named yeah, Tokov. Yeah, I know. That absolutely, the, his ranking is ridiculous. And the fact that they put him there just is a sham that they, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Well, I think, I think some of it's the inactivity, John. He That's only had not one his fight fault. in two years. He can't it's help It's not that. his fault. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, Tokov is the only guy that I'm interested really right now in seeing fight Gegard Mousasi. I think Johnny Eblen is definitely a talent that is waiting there. But I want to see him Johnny's fight. Johnny's not guys. ready for like, him, in my opinion. He's not ready for him. I I, what I just saw, I think you're talented, buddy. I'm oh, not trying to no doubt. you. I just want him to you get know, more. Um, Look at a couple yeah. more fights is going to help you a lot more when you match up with him in that fight. Yeah. Yep. I want to see. I want to see Eblen versus maybe Lorenz Larkin. Maybe oh, dude, I'd love to Edwards. see him against Lorenz Larkin, and I'd like to see him against. Look at, I'm being honest, and and it's not that. Uh, I I would say right now that he's he's an odds-on favorite to beat Romero Cotton, but he needs that kind of guy. Yeah, uh, a guy that's got that wrestling that it's going to make it difficult, and that has power in his hands. Because look, Gegard's good with his hands, mm-hmm. and and when you haven't really been touched. You need someone that's going to touch you with some power. And, I, and I'm not saying that I don't. It's probably not a good fight for Romero overall just based upon experience. But Romero's just a tough, tough dude. Yeah. He's, he's a tough dude. He's a stud. And he, he's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to give in to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of fights you need to have those fights. Yep. The beginning portions of Romero Cotton's uh, career started with domination for one and two rounds and then yeah. round three survival oh, yes, he's gotten was. better now he's but that yes, lets you know was. that he's a fighter oh a lot yeah of guys sometimes in some of those situations in the third round will just turn over and turtle up and just take the l yep. and uh, uh you know and when it's funny when i talk to his manager bob cook who used to be my manager he's like look out of everyone on my roster he's like we've got one fighter he's like and it's romero cotton He's like, don't get me wrong. They're all, everybody on our roster is talented. Like, on the guys that he manages. They're all super talented. He's like, but none of them are, none of them have that street fighter. Like, they grew up being a fighter. That like, intermediate don't get me wrong. Like, They've wrestled. They fought on the street a little bit. But that mean, that meanness, that, like, they're ready like he did after his fight. Nom, nom, nom. He's there to <laughs> eat you up. He's there to eat you up, man. He's he's out there to feast on you. I like and that. And so, uh, remember. Yeah, I do Romero, man. He's he's a stud. But I think Johnny Eblen, as much as you say like that might be a fight for him, I hope not. Because he's not he's I, I work with him, I held mitts for him, I, I work on some drills with him and stuff. Johnny Eblen's a nasty fight for him as yeah. of right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, especially because he hasn't been able to be active enough. That's true. He had back surgery a while back. You know, he had he had a messed up back for a little bit, he had back surgery. And then that was back in 2020. And then he started coming back. He was ready to fight Dalton Rossa twice. I think Rossa got hurt one time. And then he got COVID the second time. Yep. And so he's like, yeah, I got the COVID, you know. <laughs> I got the <that> COVID. <laughs> I got the COVID, you know. <laughs> so, but I love me some Romero Cotton, man. He's a good dude. Um, all right. So let's get into Phil Davis, Julius Anglitskis. 
And Glitzka is coming off of his loss to Nemkov. And Phil Davis coming off of his win in his last fight. So you have a it's a pers- different perspective. Look, when someone's coming off of a loss, like Inglitzkis was, how's their mentality? And you lost to the champ. He lost to the champ in the semifinals of the World Grand Prix because he came in as an alternate. And so when he came in as an alternate, he it was, I think it was also on short notice. Was it four weeks, five weeks? No, it wasn't. Oh, four weeks at most, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was around R- that. R- it was Rumble, a, yeah. Rumble had to pull out because of health issues. And uh, he got, I, I want to say he got a little bit less. It was like three and a half weeks that he got. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I think I think what it was, yeah, I would agree with you. It, it was, we found out. We didn't find out. But three and a half, he, like, the world found out it was three and a half weeks. Yeah. I think they, they told him be ready. Yeah. Like almost four and a half, five weeks yeah, out. But yeah, I mean, that, he had a good camp. He just wasn't enough. He was dealing with someone who's been training, always in shape, you know, Nemkov. And he's the champ. He's got a lot to prove. So it just didn't go his way that night. He had some good moments where he dropped Nemkov in the first round. Great Heard performance in that, in that first round. Then he started getting a little tired, started laboring a little bit. Nemkov is one of those fighters that he'll take the wind out of you because of the way he moves so much. And when you're missing shots and you're trying to get takedowns, you're trying to slow him down, you're chasing after him, you tend to slow down, you tend to get tired. So he started laboring, leaving his punches out there a little bit longer. Nemkov started to capitalize on it. But I wanted to see how he was because he hadn't lost you know, in a long time. And so I, I wanted to see how he was. What was he? He was like, what, 12 and 1? 10 and 1. Wasn't his record 10, 10 and, and 1? Yeah. So, yeah. So, he was 10 and 1, I believe. Now, he's 10 and 2 after the Phil Davis loss. No, 10 and but 3. But he's got two. He's got, oh, 10 and 3. So, that's what I thought. He had one loss uh, going into the Nemkov fight. Yeah, early in his career. But <clears throat> he is huge. When I talked to Phil oh. in the airport this morning, he goes, I said, I said you got to go to something else, man. You kept chasing the Kimura. I'm like, I said, he was strong. Huh? He's like, fuck, super strong. He goes, really strong. And I'm like, well, then go to a different submission. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I don't want to give up the position because he was so strong. And I'm like, I don't care, Phil. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I keep telling him, I'm like, look, Phil, you're so good. You're good everywhere. Like, don't be so concerned about losing the position. Because once he started chain wrestling, the takedowns came easy. Yes. The control on the top came easy. Do you want to have to work and get in there again? And he just started putting Anglitzkis on his back foot. He wasn't really getting off. And he just was chain wrestling together again. And Anglitzkis, like you, I remember in the commentary, like, he's still fighting super hard to get up with like 20, 30 seconds left in the third round. Yep. The guy was in phenomenal shape. Yep. He was just getting out-wrestled by one of the best wrestlers. By a better in, technician. You know, in, in MMA. Yeah. yeah, by a better technician when it comes to wrestling. And we talked to Phil that week, you know, and said, hey, bro, there's, there's like a handful of guys that have better wrestling credentials than you. And that doesn't even mean that they can wrestle better than you. No. You showed that with Yoel Romero. Olympic silver medalist. Yep. Like, y- you out-wrestled him. The timing no. of the takedowns, the combinations of the takedowns. Phil's got it, man. He's just got to believe more in, in what he's doing. The other thing, the last thing I'm going to say about Phil Davis is he's got to find a way to make sure he's getting finishes, John, because he, I think in this stage of his career, he's got two losses to Ryan Bader, who's the champ at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He's got two losses to Nemkov, who's the light heavyweight world champ. Now, if, if Corey wins, I think he matches up well against Corey. But Nemkov has already proven that he has a way to beat him. So where does he go from here? That's the question. Where does Phil Davis go if Nemkov beats Corey Anderson? I, See, I think he honestly, I think he goes to heavyweight. I think he goes to heavyweight. And I, I yeah. think he would have a easier time with heavyweights based yeah. upon his ability to wrestle because a lot of heavyweights can't wrestle that well. Yes, he could end up going against Ryan Bader again if Bader beats Congo and stuff. 
But no, 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 don't take this wrong. No one wants to see that fight again. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants to see. No one wants to see that fight again. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> both of them. They both weren't. They both weren't good. Yeah. They both weren't good. John. Oh, exactly. I agree. They weren't. They, you know, they canceled each other out. But it's a matter of Phil doesn't want to ever lose position. He doesn't like to be underneath, and he doesn't like to get into the yeah. scramble where he has to get to the top. And I understand that. But like you were saying, he kept going after the straight arm lock and then the Kimura grip. He kind of looked towards it, but he's a submission like that does not happen when you're showing what you're going for, unless the yeah. guy that you're doing it against you're stronger than, and he really doesn't understand how to stop it. Once he knows how to stop it, that, that's that's not a submission you're going to get. It's a pure strength thing, and it's the neck is available to fill it many times, and yeah. it's like. Man, you, you use it in different positions. You, you're able to push his arm over with your body. Go for the arm triangle. Go for the north-south. There's all these different things you can do, but he's not because he doesn't want to lose position, and I, and I understand it. And that's the one thing about Phil Davis. When you look at it, I, I have nothing but praise for Phil. I think he's a phenomenal fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's, his ability, and you take a look at how many fights is Phil at now? I want to say what? He's got to be at right at 30 fights or so, somewhere Dave, in there. Phil Davis. There we go. Uh, yeah, thirty. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Thirty fights. Josh, who have you seen hurt him? I I don't think he's never been knocked out. He's never been submitted. No, he's never been stopped. I, I don't know who. I'm trying he's to. Never think been who stopped. Hurt him. Okay, but I mean, I I can't. I can't. Someone go sat back. him to his butt one time. I'm trying to remember. <clears throat> he's had a Nemkov? couple times. Well, Nemkov. Nemkov threw him one time, mm-hmm. and in a beautiful takedown stuff. I know he had the he had the loss. The the first loss that I remember him was against Rashad Evans where it was surprising that Rashad kind of out-wrestled him, put him on his butt, yeah. gave him problems. But he did it off of MMA at the time. Comparatively, Phil could not transition the same way. And Rashad was just a step ahead in the MMA game. But he hasn't taken any real damage in the sport. 30 fights, no one's ever put him to where I, w- I would say he was almost knocked out or anything like that. No concussions, nothing like that. You know, no serious injuries as far as, you know, you would look at and say, oh, you need to take time away because of that, you know, fight and what happened. At 37 years of age, he's as good as ever. Yeah. It's just that he knows how good he is, and it's almost like, all right, I'm winning this fight. I can, I can continue just doing this right here, and that's what I'm going to do. And it's because why, why am I going to put myself in a position to possibly get hurt? No, I, I can't blame him. But the, it is the problem with getting the finishes because he needs to put himself a little bit more out there to try to get that finish. And if you're not going to, then you're going to end up with the decisions. Yeah, I think in this situation, like with the Kimura, just because based off of my training sessions with him from before in the past and grappling with him before in the past, he's normally, with the way he controls the wrist for the Kimura, he's normally able to leverage them because he's got such long arms yeah. and he's got big hands. He's got huge yes, hands. big hands. The way he controls your wrist and your hand and your, your last two fingers, your the, the outside of your palm, the way he controls all that and turns it and then creates leverage, steps over the head, that's where normally he's able to get it. But Inglitzkis was so strong, he just wasn't able to get it there, not even with the leverage that he had. So, But I, I had a good conversation with the airport this morning at like 4.30 in the morning and uh, with and a little tipsy. And I said, <laughs> no, not at all. I go, Phil, I go, Phil, I go, I hate to, I just, I, 
look, you guys, when I talk to my friends, I talk to them the way that I tell you guys I talk to them. I'm very honest with them because no one needs to be lied to. Like he is talented enough to be going out there and working harder for the finishes. Stop inking these things out, man. He doesn't need to. He has all the ability to finish these fights, whether it's guillotine, side choke, side choke specifically, you know, those type of positions and utilizing his wrestling. It wasn't to the Yoel Romero fight. We actually saw him use his wrestling in I don't know how many fights. Oh, yeah. You know, even in the Nemkov fight, he didn't use it until he got to the, the last round. And by then it was too late. Yep. You know, so. All right. Well, hey, let's get into the main event. The main event was Maz Brunel, uh, just an absolute stud of a fighter and then fighting Adam Borch. And Adam Borch is... He's tall, long, and lanky. He fights a very, very uh, stand-up stylistic of a fight, but the kid can wrestle. He can wrestle. He showed that in this in this, in this this fight. He hit, he hit a couple little switches when Mads had, had taken him down. He was able to switch his hips over, turn and stay on top. You know, towards the end of the bell, I think it was in round three, I believe. I don't think Mads ever got a takedown on him, man. No, he didn't. If there was he, a takedown, it was Borch. Doing yeah, it. Boris got the takedowns on him. I <laughs> thought this was a I thought it was a good fight. Now look, I am gonna I'm gonna do the same thing just so everyone can see this or hear this, is that I look at Boric and I gave a lot of criticism towards Colby Covington last week. I look at the same thing. When he did the interview with you, John, he's like, Oh, I'm not even breathing hard. I was like, <laughs> Well then you should have got him out of there. Yeah, like okay. he, like you should have tried a little bit. I look, and I know Mads is not the guy to like be chasing out, but neither is Mazadal. But you, if you've got that much energy left over, then you got to go out there and give me something to finish it. Give me yeah. something. Give me a barrage. Give me a flurry. Give I'll, me something, John. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 agree with you in that. But I'm gonna say this first off: it was a hell of a fight. It was, and it was, in my opinion, you know, going back in history and stuff and looking, and it's. Part of it's based upon Mads Brunel and the way he you know, uses a cross section on his arms, you know, a la uh, uh, Joe Frazier used to do a, a running style with it. Norton would do the cross, you know, bringing his arms up and Brunel kind of would uh, Foreman. What's that? He got older. He would peekaboo. He would yeah. do the peekaboo. Foreman well, would do the peekaboo. That's a little bit of what he was doing too. And he did, he would incorporate. And it was it was kind of like watching a a guy that kept coming forward. Joe Frazier being Mads Brunel. Against a guy in Adam Borsch, he was like Ali. He was just picking him apart. You know, pop, 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 counter, boom, 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 and combinations. And look at the body attacks that Brunel was putting on him. Look, he hit him to the body a ton. And I mean, and he hit him solid, Josh. Some of well, he them didn't stop at the body hard. though, John. He went body and oh, came head. Le- right, every body. single time he went got hook le- to the body, left hook hook to the head. The body up to the head, and you go, it was beautiful. And Borch ate every one of them like it wasn't even there. Yeah, <laughs> he did the Romero cotton thing. Yeah, he did the Romero cotton. He's just and so feasting. The, the one thing, you know, when you look, you say, there's only one way a guy takes those kind of shots and just keeps coming is he is in shape. And there's yeah. no doubt that Adam Borch was in shape. And I, I look and I say, that was a masterful performance by Adam Borch because the pressure of Brunel was stifling. It was... So heavy, so continuous, so relentless, and didn't bother him at all. Just every round did the same thing. That His footwork was beautiful. The way that he was circling out at times, the way he controlled the cage as far as he would, he would get into that section between you know the black line and the cage. Very seldom did he ever get put into the cage. And it was because of his footwork and what he did. And 
I I just loved his performance. I thought he just looked fantastic, and I and I love Mad Mads Burnell's performance in that. Yeah, man, just tough as hell. Kept coming forward. You know, by the end, his eye is closed, mm-hmm. and he just keeps on coming forward. Like, man, none of these are bothering me. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. You can't ask anything more. I, I thought for the most part he was losing most of the rounds, but he was in it, and you could tell that. You know what? It just took. It's gonna take just a little bit more. He just couldn't give anymore because Borch wouldn't allow it to happen. He just kept on hitting him with those shots. I loved the fight. I thought it was just a great back and forth in the fact that, yes, Borch was winning the rounds, but Burnell was always right there. And the body attacks and those left hooks, fun, just phenomenal. Yeah, let me let me, let me me go back and then kind of clarify what I was talking about, John. Okay. Like What I meant was... Once he saw, when Adam Borch saw how Maz was going to fight him, walk him down, walk him down, wait for Adam to like overextend, maybe try to get an easy takedown. He was just going to try to pressure him, make him tired, make him run, make him miss, all of those things. That's what Mad's game plan was. Yep. You could tell right in the first 30 seconds to the minute of the fight. He just walked forward. Oh, it yeah. just, just didn't matter. Didn't care. I'll take a shot. I'll, I'll slip it. I'll counter. He had good body shots. He was doing a great job. Mads had said that he was going to go ahead and try to attack the calf kick. Well, Adam beat him to it. Yeah. And I felt like that was the be- that that was the beginning of the turning of the tide. Right from the beginning, he was starting to control the fight with that calf kick. Because Mads had to square his stance then, which made it harder and more difficult to, to get in deep on a takedown because you've got to switch here. You've got to go more with one leg forward yeah. to shoot the shot. He wasn't able to do that. And that's what kind of slowed down his takedown attempts, I think, in the first two rounds. And once he settled in to just taking the calf kick or moving it out of the way and then countering, which he started doing really well by the end of the second round, mm-hmm. he, I had him winning, I think, the third round. I, think I had, had Mads winning the third. Yeah. So he lost the first two, and I think the second was close. But then the third he won, and then um, and then Borch started coming Adam in. Adam came out in the fourth and just took it over, and it was like, yeah, wow. And and what I want, like you have to understand, what I saw out of Adam in that situation is once he realized that's the way Mads was going to fight him, that showed me his fight IQ. He showed that, like, okay, look, I'm not going to be suckered into this where I could potentially lose. I'm not going to go balls to the wall. I'm not going to do all those things. I do agree that when I said, when I started off this conversation, I said, I want to see you get him out of there if you had all this conditioning. But if you know there's one round, if there's one round left, you're having success doing what you're doing. You fight a conservative fight the rest of the time. But if you're not even breathing hard and you're touching them up and doing things, give me a one blitz per round. Give me something in that fourth and that fifth round that gives you that that really tries to show me you're trying to win this fight. He he looked like, and I'm just being honest, and I love both of these guys. I think they're both extremely talented. But what I saw from Adam was a glorified sparring match. That's what I saw. It was touch, touch. It was a little bit like the Nate, Nick, Nick and Nate Diaz fight, style, fighting style. Yeah. Touch, touch, touch. When I hit you good enough, I try to go hard. Yep. You know, I, I saw it was very much like that. So if you look at the comparisons, that's kind of the way he fought. He no, had he to fight that way, though. He was just, he was, as you say, just touching, touching, but then you'd see him rip. And yes. he would, he would put some steam on one of them and you go, you know, he's trying to, trying to hurt him with that. You know, and then he would go back to touch, touch, touch. And in my opinion, that's that was a brilliant way of fighting a guy like Brunel who's just walking you down, relentless pressure. It's well, keep putting shots on him, so he has to deal with all those shots, even if they're not hurting him. He still has to deal with them, and then when you get the opportunity to to light one off, light it off and let him realize, oh, you know, when I want to sting you hard, it's going to happen. And yeah, I really I was impressed. 
Borch had been the guy, you know, when we first watched him, he was so explosive, so dynamic, and so fearless in his attacks, you know, and it was confidence. He had this confidence, no one can hurt me. I can't be beat. And then he got beat, and we saw all of it go away. Yeah. We saw he started to, you know, he sucked it all in and all, all of a sudden became a careful fighter, and you go, you're not the same. Well, he said man. he was scared as fuck. He said, I was scared as fuck after I lost it. I don't, he yeah. never experienced a loss before in any of his yep. boxing, kickboxing, MMA career. He yep. never lost in all of his fights. Yeah. And you could you could see it. And this was the fight that I look at. I, I know that, you know, he was happy, I'm sure, with the, the Jeremy Kennedy fight. And he looked good. But this fight was just light years ahead as far as mm-hmm. his control, his his accuracy, the the distance, the way he was able to take a guy. You know it is not easy when you got a guy that just relentlessly walks forward. You know, when I used to spar, I used to do that exact thing because it, it would just tear people apart because they couldn't handle that pressure. Yeah. It's not easy to deal with, and he dealt with it just beautifully. John, when you did it, though, they were just afraid you were going to trip and fall on that top could of them be and that Absolutely part of the truth. <laughs> That's you know, it's like it, it's you know, it's yeah. not easy to deal with, it, especially when you don't expect someone to can. You'll expect it to happen, you know, in oh, it, it, and then it stops when it's yeah. relentless, and you know you're putting shots on the guy, and he still keeps. It's a mind fuck, you know. It's like you got to keep telling yourself, no problem. I just keep. I'll just keep on popping you. And and you've got to have that in your head, and you know that's what I saw out of Borch. He didn't change his style, didn't change his game plan, stuck to what he was doing, and it worked to perfection for him. Yeah, just to clarify, I I think both of them fought fantastic fight. Yeah, um, I just wanted to see more after you give a speech after. Oh, I've I feel like I could go another whatever it was. I'm not even tired. Well, then I wanted to see a little bit more. Then you should have gone a little don't, bit. Don't harder. tell. Yeah, don't tell me that, please. <laughs> Uh, All right, uh, let's get into the UFC talk. Let's go. <clears throat> let's go. <laughs> got to put it up top there, You want to start the prelims? Huh? Is you want to start at the top or the prelims? Uh, you you know, let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the prelims there with a couple let's of them. Let's go to the prelims. Stuff. Yeah. There was a couple down there that we should talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Are you seeing it? Jim? All right, where do you want to start? Yeah. I want to. I want to go. Uh, Miranda Maverick, nice comeback, nice I, I win. Want, well, then before go you ahead. get started, before you get started, I want to go one low below that. Okay, you want to go Cody, Cody? Rundridge. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you got to give the guy a mention, man. He took a beating. Yeah. Okay, he took a beating, <laughs> and he hung in there. Tough. He capitalized on the opportunity. I mean, this is what we've talked about when guys. When, when guys are just like, oh, I'm losing, we've seen it I don't know how many times, even at the highest level, they just turn over and go fetal position and just wait for the ref to stop it. Yeah. That never crossed his mind. It didn't look like it crossed his mind. He was just trying to gather space. He did turn away, but he was trying to get space, trying to create space so he could get back into the fight. I thought he did a great job. Those fights are hard to deal with, but this is one of those fights that you understand. Okay, I'm a fighter. You know, there's no quitting me. I'm still here. You know, yep. I can take some shots. And uh, I thought you got to give him a little bit of a mention, man, for sure. Good stuff. No, nice true. work, Cody. Good, good call because yeah, he hung in tough because things were not going his way. But when you find no. that win, when you find that win in that situation, yeah, that's that's the ones that mean something. So you're right. I thought Miranda Maverick, look, coming off of her last fight, 
really look good. Sabina is good in the stand-up, and you know, but immediately, basically, you know, put her in bad positions. Ended up with that, you know, uh, rear naked choke submission. Very well done. Kind of just implemented her game plan and made it to where Mazda was never really that comfortable in the fight. And coming off of the fight that she had in her last one, that you know things didn't go her way. That's the way to come back. That's the way to learn from a loss. That's the way to come back and show, you know what, I'm just going to be a better fighter because her one against uh, Aaron Blashfield, just things did not go her way. And yeah. this one completely turned it around. You have those nights, though, John. You have those yeah. nights. Sometimes you show up, it's not your night. Sometimes yeah. you show up and, like, you think you're ready to go, and it's just like everything you do is one step behind. Someone just takes you apart. But I thought she looked good. I thought she looked really good. Um, against uh, Mazo. Mazo was just – she was using her reach and her range. But in that first round, Maverick was able to just touch her, touch her, got the takedowns, like dominated a bunch of the positions. I thought she looked phenomenal. Yeah. She was making – out scrambling her, especially in that last transition where she got oh, yeah. to the back. Once Mazo pulled her left arm from blocking her from going to her back, she pulled it out and tried to defend the choke. There was no choke there. If the arm is there, she's not choking me from in front of me. So I don't know why you pulled it out. All you have to do is just keep rotating keep and rotate. turn and face yeah. her. Just not not enough experience. I was watching. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't pull it. Don't pull your <laughs> arm out. And she pulled her arm out. I'm like, done. Done. So when you got someone that like that shorter and stocky with those strong legs and she got wrapped around her, I was like, it's done. Yeah. It was over. Nice work, though, by Miranda Maverick, of course. Um, Damon Jackson. Shout out to him. I told you the, the dude's just a tough dude. Is he the leech? Is they call him the leech? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. I think his nickname is The Leech, right? I think so, yeah. I think so. Can you click on Damon Jackson, Dave? Try and stay awake, please. <laughs> it's The Leech, I'm telling you. It is The Leech. Yeah. Yes. He's, dude, he's just, he's a tough son. He's a tough out. And he hangs in the fight and he will get the submission. He's just a tough dude. I don't, look, I'm being honest. Do I think he's ever going to uh, challenge for the title? I don't think so. He's just not that that guy, but man, he can give people problems and he can fight for a long time. Just being the guy that upsets people because everyone thinks that he's going to be an easy fight. That dude's never an easy. No, fight. he's a tough. Dude. No, you can tell he's not. The pressure. He knew exactly uh, how to fight his opponent. Just walk him down, walk him down. Kirk just was like, "Oh, sh you're just putting pressure on me." Yep. And as he started slowing down. Damon just started capitalizing a lot of those the exchanges on the feet as well as the, the grappling exchanges. All of those things led to that. <clears throat> but Damon, I'm going to be honest tall. with you. I'm, he's tall for a featherweight. He is. He looks like he is. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest with Damon. Damon, like I just told my boy, one of my closest friends, DC, bro, the battle's over. Just shave your head. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the battle's over. <laughs> you lost that head, war, buddy. man. Yeah, it's it. done, man. Just give it up. Yep. Throw, throw Don't call it, it hair loss. Don't call yeah. it hair loss. It's all just facial gain. Okay? Just <laughs> just shave it. Call it good, bro. Call it good. <laughs> so, but uh, a great performance, great fight. Um the pressure. I thought I thought there was a lot of good a lot of these were good fights on the prelims. They did some good work. Um and he fought a great fight. Good stuff. The other guy, uh Basharat. <laughs> He's a stud, man. He I is was a stud. I thought Trevin Jones was going to like piece him up. I thought he was going to be able to keep the speed and the distance and just, you know, keep his back off the fence and take the center of the cage. He was the one moving and circling and moving and circling. And Bostrot was just touching him and touching him and touching him. Wasn't trying to throw anything super hard, you know, but he was hitting him with some good shots. And I was like, oh, shit. 
this is a really good fight. And and Trevin had, Jones had some good exchanges in there when he threw. He was more countering and waiting, countering and waiting. Or waiting, I should say, waiting, waiting and countering. Yeah. But then most sometimes there was no counter. It was like just block and check, block and check, and and then not return. You've got to return every single time to earn that respect. I mean, you saw Bostrot just going, come on, come on, just walking him down, showing him no respect None. until the last round. He got rocked in the last round a little bit, and he kind of gave him a little bit of respect for the rest of the fight, but by then it was too little too late. Too late, yeah. Uh, J.J. Aldridge, I, you know, going into this, it was the, my, my question. Look, J.J. came in, and she was always very good in the stand-up, would get taken down, and the ground was not her friend. And going against Jillian Roberts, and I was like, well, we're going to see where she's at because – JJ has had a couple of really good fights in her last mm-hmm. her last go. She's been looking good. She's been looking very, um, you know, in control of her fights. She had that uh, the fight with the the girl who's the one that did the fucking thing with Joe Rogan. The she's the pole dancer. I can't think of her name. Scream. Oh, well, that jumped into his lap. Yeah, Demopoulos like, d- 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 or whatever it was and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she had a really dominant win against her. And then this fight right here, man. Even even when it hit the ground, and sometimes it was JJ taking it to the ground, never really put into much danger. Was in control of the fight, looked good on the feet. She's really coming into her own. She's becoming a much more well-rounded fighter, where she can fight anywhere that the fight goes, and it's not a a panic situation of oh, I got to get out of here. Just she's building as a fighter, and you can you can definitely see the progression of her learning and how as her career is going on. So. That was a that was a nice win because Robertson is she's a stud on the ground and she creates a lot of problems for people. She wasn't was not able to create those for JJ. So that just shows where JJ is going and and how she's progressing as a fighter. I give her credit. The I'm gonna skip over number eight. I'm gonna go to the number nine. Alex Pajea versus Bruno Silva. Yeah. <sighs> I thought it was a good fight. It was a good fight. It's Silva at times I'm like He's a, he's oh, a shit. tough son bitch, man. He uh, I, I, look, he, he lost. Was, the he fight. was good. Yeah, he did. He lost the fight. Yeah, but he did. He stood with Pahea and threw. He wasn't given anything. Pahea was throwing knees at times and things. I go, oh, that one fucking hurt. Didn't back yeah. off. Just kept coming. I'm like, Bruno Silva was in there to win. He didn't give a shit about fucking reputation or anything as far as the kickboxing world. Oh, you want to kickbox? We'll kickbox. And he was yeah, kickboxing fighting, with him. When you're fighting somebody with all that hype, you got to go out there and show him when you don't care who he is. Um, the one thing, though, is that, look, Izzy's been in the game, in the MMA game for a while now, so he's even yep. able to feel more comfortable in understanding how people enter in on the takedowns. Pahea has not been that guy. That's right. And so you can tell... There's a sense of nervousness of being taken he's down, and when he worried does, about being taken down, he's not he's not conserving his energy on how to get up either, and, and he doesn't feel relaxed in those positions because yeah. when he got back to his feet, he wasn't the same fighter for yeah. for a couple you know thirty seconds, yeah. forty five seconds. He needed to circle, stay away. You could tell his arms were a little heavy. You could tell his body was a little heavy. He's gonna have to make some adjustments. Do I think he's gonna beat Izzy a favorite fight now? No. No, do I think that right he has now. a chance to keep? Yeah, if he has a chance to keep building on what he's doing right now. But yeah. now you guys got to remember, they're gonna have to guy. cherry pick some of his opponents right now, which is kind of what they're doing. They're trying to find guys uh, to fight him that are good on the feet. Yep. But will take shots. Yep. And or don't have tendencies to don't, get take. Don't have a ten. Yeah. Don't go after the takedown with the they same fervor after. as certain guys. Uh, 
Yeah, certain uh, wrestlers. Yeah. But I mean, look, I thought this fight, this fight was awesome. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, oh, I, oh, to see some of the transitions that Pahea made in that fight, Silva taking the shot and then delivering him back. Yep. And those last couple exchanges in the third round, I was Ooh. like, oh, shit. <laughs> Silva's fire. getting after it. Yeah. Just just didn't even care through caution of the winds. Like, hey, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do my interview afterwards saying I have energy. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to say I could do five more rounds. Oh, I'm not even tired. No, no, no. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be dog dead tired yep. when I get done. Look, overall, this was a really good fight. There was I saw a lot out of Pahea that I wanted to see, and there's a lot of questions that I still need answered. But I like the progression that I'm seeing from him, John, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And this is the kind of fight in MMA he needed. He needed yeah. a guy that would stand and bang with him, a guy that was not backing down from him, a guy that was putting him in, at times in positions where he had to work hard to get himself back to a, a neutral position or any of those things. So I thought, yeah, good win. Big win for him. This, this one will help him. Dave, can you pull up the rankings, please, for 185 for the UFC? Let me see. Who's in that lower level that we could probably try to get him in that top 15? There we go. Let me see. Oh, come on. If you're going to be honest, man, if you, I'm not even going lower level. Shabazian. Shabazian. Shabazian, Shabazian might be take him down. Yeah, probably. Maybe Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares can Brad, wrestle too. Brad Tavares can wrestle, and I think he would try. But Tavares is a good. Tavares would be a very good gauge because you watched Brad Tavares fight Izzy when Izzy was really getting close to being yeah. at that point. So you're going to kind of see, you know, where Alex is at within it. So I, I would actually say that Brad Tavares would be a good one. I'd like to see Sean Strickland and, and again, no. Alex. The, no, I, I would like to see that. My only concern is that once you get him up to number four, it, wait, are there yeah, three else fucking to go. people tied? <laughs> there's three <laughs> people this. tied for number four. <laughs> Shut the front uh, door. The UFC middleweight uh, rankings. Your whore mouth. There's, uh, four, there's three people three. tied for number four. Yeah. Three. Oh, my gosh. The lightweight division has two number nines with Connor and uh, Gregor Lesby. Yeah, and then Bellator had two number twos until they fought this weekend, Maz Rinell and Adam Borsch. You guys, oh, get no. the rankings right, man. Do a tiebreaker. Okay, have yourself. somebody that Stop. says, hey, who has the most finishes? Okay, that person now is the, the, the number four person. There you Whatever. Go. Unbelievable. Josh, it's based, on recent, it's based on recent events. You can't base it on like how many wins you had in your entire career. No, it's not wins. It's finishes. Finishes. So whoever has the most finishes. Finishes in your career, is the, those are old. They're not about, old. They're, 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 they're functional. They're yeah, saying what you do in the, the fight. Finishes. So if you have more finishes than I do, and people are saying that we're pretty equal, you get the ranking above me. Yeah. Or or just say, okay, then, hey, Dave, how about you just say in your last five fights then? Does that make you feel better? You're only as good as your last Dave, Dave. Dave. Well, let's, okay, let's whoever just talk, had a, Whoever on. had a finish in their last performance. Hey, Josh, well, let's just talk about it. Games. Dave's last performance was not good. <laughs> no, we understand that. <laughs> I read the comments and I know that already. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, I just can't. I've never thought I'd see three. I thought I, okay, see two guys. That's awesome. Tied. Yeah. Now we have we were, three number fours. We were complaining about the two number twos. And the two number nines. And, number and I was like, what is, uh, you know, the Bellator rankings had two number twos. We're like complaining about it. And then we look on and we see in the lightweight division, the UFC is Connor and Gregor. And we're like, Two number nines. Oh my gosh! And now, not to be outdone, three number four. That's yeah, three number baby. fours. Unbelievable. Look, I look. I would say maybe Uriah Hall, but then once you get him to, to Uriah Hall, you, there's people that are below him that would beat him. You know what I mean? I mean, like yeah. Imovov. Imovov would probably beat him. 
Uh, Weidman, I think, for sure would beat him. Well, see, why? Once Weidman, Weidman comes back, Weidman gets a warm up fight, comes back, but I think Weidman would beat him with his wrestling and his submissions. I don't think he'd get up. You know, I know Weidman's not going to, but I mean, we talked. Who did we talk to? We talked to the other day. Said uh, they were training with Weidman. John said Salter. Just, John Salter. He's like, said, he's like the guy's yeah, acting the, like he, no, no problem with that. Already. Like he kicked me enough with it. Yeah, he's like, no, he's sparring already. He's, I'm like, jeez, man, crazy. All right, well, that, I mean, like I said, uh, I would like to see him fight Uriah Hall, but I think once he gets there, there's there's not anywhere to go. He's going to have to fight the best guys, and he, I don't want to see him do that just yet. I want to see right. two more fights like the one he had. We talked about this next fight, though, and we, we said this was gonna this was going to say something because of who the opponent is and, you know, the hype train going with Terrence. He's had some, some really fast, quick wins. How is he going to do against Drew Dober? What were your thoughts? Talk about fight IQ. Yes, Fight IQ was very, very poor. <laughs> very right. poor. But, John, you can't take away from the kid's ability. Oh, the no, kid is done. phenomenal. Yeah. Speed explosive. with the hands, straight punches. Like, he mixed up the kicks, head kicks. He was throwing it all. The problem was, he was throwing it all. And that was that's, <laughs> that's really what it came is. down to. He just... Like I said, when I was talking about Gugu over in the Bellator commentary situation, just you got to stay composed. You got to keep that distance. You see it sometimes also in boxing. Oh, yeah. They rock the person and they smother their shots. Crush that like distance. Caveman style. Yeah, and then they crush it so much that nothing clean lands. And if it does, it's like Doesn't it's kind of like no power nothing on really it. on it. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we saw. He looked very impressive. The knees up the middle was brilliant. Great idea. He landed it twice. Sat Dober back. Dober is just a stud, an absolute stud. And uh, he just weathered the storm. Sat, you know, was able to sit back into the guard position. I mean, he had a couple little scrambles, but he was able to sit back. And I, I loved, I loved Paul Felder's commentary. He was like, hey, I think this is probably best for him just to sit back, you know, get his breath, just say, hey, I lost this round. Let's start off in the next round. But then he saw that McKinney was getting tired. He yep. saw that McKinney, like he even said in his post-fight interview, he's like, I saw that he didn't know how to conserve his energy. I saw that he didn't know. He didn't know. Like he's like it was all or nothing for him. Yep. There was no like okay. Let's it was either see either, what either round two. pedal to the metal or coast. <clears throat> That's a young fighter. Yeah, it's an extremely young fighter. There, there, there's there's uh. I, but then again, John, I look at it this way. It, ugh, plan B is for losers. <laughs> that's really, that's really <laughs> what it know. comes down to. You don't no. need to like. There is no. If you have a plan B, it means you're prepared to lose. There is no plan B. <laughs> he went out there trying to win. Well, I got to tip my hat to the young stud. He's oh, a yeah. stud. I love. I think McKinney's going to be. He's got a bright future. He does. He just got to tweak it a little bit here and there. He's, he's got, got power. To, he's got to learn he's to good. relax. Yeah. You know that's the big yeah. thing. It, just son, relax. You're hurting him. You don't have to. <clears throat> you, you, sometimes you 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 want to get rid of it right away, but you don't have to. And mm -hmm. and just to know. I'm eventually going to get there. That's all you got to think about. Eventually, you're going to get there. Don't don't jump all over it. Don't freaking put the the you know your foot through the floor and trying to put that gas pedal just a little bit more. No point. Just keep touching him. You'll get there. And at times he was touching in the beginning. He was yes. touching Dober. He was oh, touching yeah. him yeah, cleanly, and that speed was giving Dober some problems. But uh, yeah, so was the power, John. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but Dober, look at Dober, Dober's a dog, man. He just hung tough, bit down at times, took some big shots, and then started delivering some of his own, and things started to change. 
yeah, where where you guys can take a look and if you guys want to try to learn like about fight IQ, okay, and you guys go back and analyze this fight if you guys want, okay, is he rocked him with the knee up the middle, yeah. flurried him, did a good job there. Dober scrambled, kind of got back up, rocked him back again with the knee up the middle again. Dober kind of scrambled for the legs. He made space. But in the exchange against the fence where Dober started to get back up, he pushed him away and then threw the head kick. He was already tired. In those scenarios, just for fight IQ, don't go throwing head kicks and spinning back kicks and those type of things. Stay they don't against, work. Stay against the cage, in the clinch, and grab some air. Yes. And when you get that just, air and you start to lower that heart rate just a little bit, now go back. Yeah. And that's called well, either that or Either that or make the space... Because you know he's still rocked. Dover was still rocked. Make the space and just do the Nate Diaz and the Nick Diaz thing. Touch him, touch him, touch him. Make him flinch. Make him make him react. Make him more tired as well as being rocked. And then when you see the opening, capitalize. And he didn't. He threw caution in the wind. He made the space and he was throwing head kicks. And I think at the end of the round one, he threw a spinning back kick and it missed. It was like way far away. I'm like, uh, that might have been Caceres though. I'm trying to remember, but I think That's it was Caceres. I think it was this McKinney. That one, Dover and McKinney ended in round one. Oh, it did. You're right. So, well, yeah. I, I was sorry. I was thinking that he threw a spinning back <laughs> kick, though, out of one of those exchanges. So it was Caceres. Yeah. But he did throw a head kick, though, off the fence exchange. And I'm like, he like pushed away and threw the head kick. I'm like, what are you doing? So it just, it was a little bit of the fight IQ right there um, is a, a really what cost him. He just got to make a, make a couple little changes. That's it. Like if you're going to do any, any takeaway from this fight is you, you're a stud. Okay, you've proven that you got power. You're proven that you're fast. You're proven that you can throw straight. You're proven you can hang with the best fighters, like the top level fighters. Drew Dubber's a top level fighter. You know, um, it's just a matter of you got to tweak this here and there, and you'll be you'll be right back. You'll be oh, back. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> ah, round I'm, tree. Good. Go ahead, John. Love this it. is your guy. Come on, man. Comes out. The, the, all right. This is it's the adjustment off of the first round. Comes into the second round, and just. Wham! Big old freaking body kick. Boom! <laughs> you look and you go, when Khalil, when he throws though, dude, he does throw with some velocity. You know, and he's got power in his hands. He's got power in his kicks. And you get hit to the body like that with a kick. Ow! Nice job, Khalil. I love you, man. You're a winner. Yeah, I mean, he hit that big shot, boom, with the right, it was the right hook, I believe, yeah, sat right him down to his butt, yeah. and then when he went down, he kicked him with the body, and it, it seemed to squeeze through the elbows and the hip bone, <clears throat> and it was loud, and I was like, oh, shit. He, he did that, if you recall, second. he did that same thing, remember in uh, the Ultimate Fighter, when they were fighting to get in the house, I can't remember who he was fighting, it was a big, big, strong dude, and he kicked him, and people go, that's a soccer kick, you can't do it, I go, it's to the body, what are you talking about, you yeah. can do that. He fucking blasted that dude to the body. You watch him go, oh, all over. It was like, John, yeah, that hurt. I just, I just forgot that Dober and McKinney ended in round one. You're asking me about a fight that happened two years ago. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Just, come on. You got to work with me here, buddy. Quit no, trying to make me look bad, all right? I'm not trying to make you look bad. <laughs> I was impressed by, by round three. I really yes. was. Which really baffled me, though, was is that uh, Robertson – Roberson, Roberson was the he was the favorite. Yeah, and the betting odds going into that fight, he was the favorite. I want to say it wasn't by much, but it was like how many times has Khalil been the like underdog? Two ten or almost something. every time he fights, he's the underdog. Jeez, oh yeah, I saw that on the betting lines. You know, I was like, man, I should probably because the way you talk, how highly you talked to him, I was like, I probably should have taken that bet. I would have taken that one. 
Um, all right, let's get into uh, Yusef versus Caceres. Sadiq Yusef, that was I. I'm very. I was very impressed with Yusef because it, when you yeah. got a guy, was that? That's it. Absolutely, yes. Man, you got a guy like Caceres is not an easy fight. He moves so much. The angles he creates, you know, and this was the difference of just power. At times when Yusuf hit Caceres, there was noticeable power on the shots. It, it put Caceres back, took him off balance at times. And Caceres was trying to land with volume at times. And then all of a sudden, Sadiq would boom. He'd hit that mm -hmm. shot and it would it would rock Caceres. And Caceres would take some steps back like, oh mm -hmm. shit, I can't have that happen again. And he would try to get back into it. And it was just, this is when we talk about, you know, that What's better, volume or power? Well, it all depends. How much power, how much volume, but when you've got power that is equating like what Yusuf was doing in this fight, that power was dictating the fight. It dictated the fight throughout, and that's why you know he won a unanimous decision. He deserved it. Not that Caceres didn't put up a good fight. He put up a good fight. He just couldn't deal when, the, when those shots landed. There was just power behind him, and they affected him in a way that he was unable to be the guy in control of that fight. You look, I actually, I think that was probably one of the best Caceres I've ever seen. Now I've seen him fight some good fights, yep. But he looks like he's maturing as a fighter. Oh, he's good. He was, he was doing some really good stuff in that fight, but like you said, the power was having having a uh, making a difference, yep. as well as those inside leg kicks. Yes. Those inside leg kicks had changed the dynamic of the fight because I had Caceres win in the first round. Then I had him losing the next two. Yeah, he lost but it was it was the inside leg kick. Every time uh, Yusuf would land the inside kick, he'd fall down. Like he would just break his balance. Some of it wasn't because it hurt him. Some of no. it was just because he caught him while he stepped took, in. Took his balance away from him. Yeah. yeah. And so when he was getting after him, and he was landing the harder shots, you see Caceres land a beautiful straight left or like a loopy left hook or a loopy right hook. He'd land it clean, and Yusuf just walked right through it. Yeah. But then when Yusuf landed on him. It would like set Put him backwards, back him up. make him backpedal, make him do this, make him do that. Yep. The other thing is that I think Caceres now is going to have to go back to the drawing board because the 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 layout now has been there. It's now been proven. Like all you got to do is kick the inside of your leg. You're not going to switch your stance to start fighting the other way now. You're not going to start leaning in and checking those. You're not going to do those things. You're not. And so he didn't make the needed adjustments as the fight was going on. But man, he's still even in the second round. He still looked good in the third round. I thought he still he looked, looked good. good. He did. He looked. I, I'm. I was very impressed with him. I think mean, it's a little bit of a setback. I know he's still young, but he's a good fighter, man. He's a Yusuf. Just the speed. A little bit of Yusuf was there. The power definitely had, power uh, definitely had a huge concern. effect in that fight. Yeah, but overall, I actually it was a real fun fight to watch. Yeah. No, I thought it was well. I thought Caceres fought the fight the only way he really could to get a win. It just wasn't enough based upon he wasn't able to avoid the power of Yusuf and he wasn't able to land enough shots that made Yusuf go, I need to be more careful. I wanted to see more, a little bit more wrestling out of Caceres, but he was having a hard time because of the speed and the power. He didn't want to lunge in. He didn't want to, sh like, there were some things. You could tell, like, there was one shot he had, sh he had taken. He got in on the body lock and he was, like, on his knee and Yusuf just, like, kind of hipped into him a little bit and he almost got thrown backwards right in the mount he was able to drive himself back up but it was He's got that got nigerian night nightmare fucking strength man yeah <laughs> those nigerians man look at them there's a lot Studs. of them are champs right now 
Yep. On champs right now. All right. Um, Yadong Song against Marlon Marais. It's over. It's over. Yeah. He, he took the gloves off, baby. <sighs> yeah. John, I think a little bit of the, a couple things. You know, he was with Mark Henry for the longest time. Yes. And when I um when he went to when he went to ATT, not that they're obviously we know they're a phenomenal gym. Mm -hmm. I feel like his head movement started to disappear. You know, because his head was in line this whole time to be hit. It never got offline. You know, and Yudong Song was able to close his eyes and throw his shots and it seemed like they landed. And and not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Marlon. Marlon Rice had a great career. He's mm -hmm. a phenomenal fighter. What you have to remember is that, and I tell this to, and, and this went through my mind as well, you guys, and not just me, but I know a ton of other fighters. You, you're not used to losing. And then when you lost one, you're like, ah, whatever. You got, you know, you get back, you get your next Happens. win. No big deal. But when you lose two in a row, Start you're think. like, shit, I have to get the third. Then you lose three, and you're just trying to figure out like what's going on. You're grabbing like for you don't straws. even like when exactly. And when you're out there, you're a shadow of what you were when you hadn't lost. Confidence the fight. is gone. And so I saw that he was letting Yadong Song push him around in that. You know, and I know the speed and the and the power of Yadong or Song is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, he was getting there quick. The combinations were there. He's short, stocky, but he's explosive. Marlon Marais, like when you're fighting somebody like that, you got to let that heavy ass kick that you have, you got to let it go a lot to make him respect you and get busy with the calf kicks these days. Why are you not throwing that? You have some of the hardest kicks in the game. That should have been your go-to. That's that's like your that that is your move to just destroy people's careers. Like that's the one thing. Like the way he the power in his kicks, John, he should be exploiting all of the people that he fights. Kick, boom. If you get taken down and he gets put on bottom, okay, cool. He can work his way back up. So if they you throw it and you throw it and you throw it, by the time you throw four or five of those, they're, they're not the same fighter anymore. Yeah. And if you get taken down off of it, oh, well, get back up. And I'm going to oh, go well. back. Remember, every round starts with you on your feet. You know, and you have an opportunity to land another one or two of those things. I don't know. I, 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 want, I would like to see him continue fighting because I know he still has it. It's just mentally he's got to get a couple wins somewhere. And probably for the amount of money they're paying him. They're not giving him easy fights. Well, let's take a look. He's is he one in one in five or one in yeah, five in his last? Click on him. He's he's lost four in a row. Fights. Now. Four fights in a row. He's lost. I know he, he beat Aldo, but he lost the fight before that to San. And that was a close oh, fight no, though Cejudo. too. Him and him and Aldo. Yeah, very close. You know, but decision. if you look at this, John, if you look at it though, Henry Cejudo. Corey Sanhagen, Rob oh, no. Font. Every one of them. Studs. Uh, all studs. All, all studs. Them. But and again, they, the UFC, go just ahead. what you said. He's making a lot of money, and they're yeah. not going to just give him a nobody for him to get the win. They don't care. It's like, no, hey, they don't. Not at his we, age. Pay, we pay you a lot. You know, you're supposed to perform. We, we, you're going to have to perform against another really good fighter. You know, yeah. Here's your opportunity. Dave, pull up the rankings. Let's see if we can give him somebody. I mean, he, I, mean <laughs> I saw him take his gloves off. I saw I saw him take his gloves off. He you know did. I mean? But he's got to just go home and think it over. I think he's got to go home and think it over. Why not him and Dominic Cruz? Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that, that I'll well, take the Dom Cruz thing. If you're looking, you know, Dom, Dom doesn't have a ton of power. So no. he's a volume guy. It's not bad. Yeah. Another guy a you could cardio. put in there. 
you know, you could put Ricky Simon. Ooh. You know, that would be a good matchup. Pedro Munoz? Uh, Pedro's got power. Yeah, he does have power, but he's slowing down though too, John. Yeah, a little bit. But can you give him anyone lower than can you give him hey, anyone you above Song Yudong? Yeah, you can that. because you can't give him Song, Song Yudong's moving up. No, what no, but what you do, do what you do, Dave. Though, is you give him people that stylistically match up well with him. You know that it will make for a good fight. And so, like when I, I was, I was thinking Pedro Munoz because they're both shorter, stockier guys. The power in the leg kicks is there, but the boxing is for Pedro. And but, they're both but, fighting but out of ATT now. Oh, that's right. Come on. You always do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> let's just ruin some friendships. While that's, we're right. that's right. That's <laughs> uh, All right. Let's, all right. Let's get into that main one. Ankalaev versus Tiago Santos. What did you think? Okay. So I sat on this show on Tuesday and I said, Ankalaev. If he makes it, and I got butchered in the comments, by the way, you guys. Okay, so I got butchered. butchered. Just butchered. I said, Ankalaev needs to wrestle early, utilize his wrestling, because Santos is not the same fighter. Once you start wrestling with him, take some steam off of that punch, take the power and the explosiveness off of everything he does. Wrestle him a little bit. You know, even if it's just clinch against the fence. Thank God, if you guys listen to the commentary, which I rarely do, but I like listening to Paul Felder. Paul said exactly the same thing. I'm surprised that he's not wrestling more to at least take the steam and the power off of Santos's combinations and his power. And especially when he started standing in the third and the fourth round, he's like, I'm really surprised because why would you take the harder route in doing that? And that's exactly what I said. I said, why take the harder route? Take the easier route. Wrestle early, slow him down, and then piece him up on heavy, the feet. So they're slow. And piece yeah. him up on the feet because yeah. You could tell that Uncle I was having a hard time dealing with the power. He got hurt. Get, he got hit. He got hurt. He got clipped. Hurt. But it wasn't even like, it, I know it was a hard shot because that's all he throws. His Santos <laughs> throws. But it wasn't like it landed clean perfectly. It grazed off the top of the head. And I know those shots, like, they don't look like yeah. they're that hard, but they rattle the brain. And that's yep. exactly what happened. He recovered real fast. He's yeah. an absolute stud. But that fight could have been handled so much differently and easier. And it just they, they didn't do it. I don't I didn't understand that. I'm like wrestle early, then start piecing him up on the feet, or wrestle, you know, in the first minute and a half of every round, slow him down a little bit, make him think about the takedown, and then let your hands and your kicks go. I think he could have got him out. I think he could have got Santos out of there probably by the third and fourth round had he fought that way. I think Paul Felder was saying the same exact thing. <sighs> I look at that fight and I agree with you. It could have been a much Ooh. easier fight. Yes. For Ankalaev, if he had created more situations where he made Santos. Santos is a sprinter. Okay, he'll sprint, da -da 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 -da, and he'll go after you, and then he slows down, holds back. You know, he'll make it, he'll give you like feints, like I'm going to throw, but he's trying to catch his breath, and he's he knows that, hey, I can go these 100-yard bursts, but I can't run that marathon, so I don't want to get into the marathon. And if I'm going to have to go the marathon, I need my my positions to take my breaks. And he was finding them at times, but you know, as the fight goes on, his sprints become less and less. Yeah. And there's less and less on him, and that's really how this fight kind of went. Is Ankalaev, he he stayed solid. He did stay solid throughout the fight for the most part, with his with his striking, and you know he had clean strikes at times. He he hurt uh, Santos the one time, you know. 
Santos ate it well, you know, comes back. But I was really surprised that he did not grind him more at times to make him have to work at a pace that wasn't comfortable comfortable for him because you can see all the fights that Santos has problems in are fights where guys are grinding him. They're, they're creating situations where he has to work hard. He gets into a grappling exchange. There's, you know, a lot of energy output. And the fights that he does well are the fights where he's able to control that pace. And once he's able to control the pace, hey, he does very well. He'll step on the gas, he'll back off. He'll step on the gas, he'll back off. And so I was really kind of surprised that Uncle Laf took the route that he did. I agree with you that, it, to me, it was the harder route. He could have made this fight an easier fight for him or a less dangerous fight for him mm-hmm. in the fact that he could have taken some of that energy which would have slowed Santos down quicker in a lot of ways. But, it, it, look, it was a good it was a it was a close fight. It was a good fight for both. Both had their moments. I thought Uncle I have won, but um, it was you know wasn't yeah, super exciting. Was a, I don't think no. there was ever any doubt. He, well, he there, there's people who go, "Whoa, Santos hurt him," you know, and be, you know, yeah, he did one round. Yeah, okay, one round. that's the whole point. It wasn't a ten eight round either, by the way. No. So, no, no, um, but when you when I looked at the wrestling of Uncle Ive and Santos when he did start utilizing it, it seemed like it was effortless for him to get it. Yeah. He got in on the just beautiful takedowns. I'm like, if you had done that in rounds one and two. Yeah, one, two, three. It, yeah, like just start you off. You waited know, so just, long. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, but either way, I thought it was a good fight. It wasn't a great fight, but it was a good fight. But yeah. then the rest of the card was good. The UFC had a yes. good card. Yeah, you know, no. um, the, the the Bellator card, the prelims I liked. I thought they were good. The main card, they all need to, I, I agree, they all need to step up their game. No, they not, not, not the main event. Not tough. the main event. main event was awesome. No the main, no, the main event did a great job. They did a great job. Okay. All right, um, then I'll know, go with you. Just don't, just, uh, just Adam, don't say that I, I can go more. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that bothered you. No, I, it did. It, it does. <laughs> You, John, when they I say, say that leave all it all the time, out there, man. they mean they mean leave it all out there. I hate you when guys I mean? get into a fight and go the distance, and at the end they're doing backflips and stuff. Well, if you had that energy, what? Why didn't you yeah. do more in the fight, man? You know, you're taking yeah. a chance, but it is what it is. I understand. Overall, though, good card. Uh, UFC had a good card. Good uh, fights good fight. overall throughout the whole weekend. I think the whole weekend. The whole weekend yeah. was great. You know, especially like when you look back from the beginning of this whole show that we started with. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. I mean, people didn't expect it to go that way. I mean, Tony and, Ferguson, and, Kevin Lee. What are you? Sorry, not Tony about? Ferguson. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin Lee. I mean, they did Kevin fight, Lee and, but it was a long uh, Diego, time ago. Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. <laughs> like I said, I can't remember what we were talking about earlier, an hour and a half ago. Uh podcast, Dave. I know you've got a one piece of news for you. Got us, a right? Tony Ferguson piece of news. Let's hear it. Yes, yes. that's what I was thinking about. Exactly. Yes. I knew that's where you were going. Yes. Yes. Cool. We have a Good confirmed save. fight for May 7th, Tony Ferguson yeah. versus Michael Chandler. About time. Uh, UFC announced that. And, uh, yeah, let's get some early thoughts and predictions here. It's about time. Yeah. All right, let's no, hear your I prediction. Agree. I'll give you mine. Or you want mine first. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, um, you know, Tony's going to have his hands full that first round. This Is, is this a main event? Yes. Uh, it's, no, be. it's a pay per view, guys. Um, it's probably oh, so not, it's not a main event. event. Oh, so it's not. It's three rounds. No, it's not a main event. That does event. not so work rounds. towards Tony Ferguson. That does not work, advantage. Tony Ferguson. Yeah, if it was a five round fight, then I would say I would say I would give it to Tony. Tony's pressure, his push kick up the middle, his long jabs, his combinations. 
uh, you know, Chandler could get on the neck and potentially sub him. But I, look, we've seen with Tony, he ain't tapping for shit. No, he don't care. Don't he'll let this. He'll that. let the. He'll, he'll go to sleep or he'll let the arm break. You know. Um. That but then again, Chan, Chandler ain't getting submitted either. That's true as well. Let's just That's be true honest. As well, but I really. I believe I believe the pressure that Tony brings with the push kick up the middle. That's the one thing that, that Chandler will sometimes have hard times with. That push kick and those body kicks. He had a hard time with Benson with the body kicks. And he he does because he kind of squares up a little bit. He stays stance sideways like that karate style. But when he gets ready to strike, he hunkers down and he throws the right hand and he levels up. He like basically yeah. squares up. And Tony's got a nasty push kick. You know, and so and he, and he does it from a distance and the length and the reach of Tony, whether it's his legs or his jab or his combinations, it's going to be hard for Chandler to get in on. Chandler's good at jumping in, but he's also, like I said, he's got one of the worst fight IQs in the game, and, <laughs> but he's explosive. He's talented. He's a really good fighter. He's a damn good fighter. But when it comes down to the style of fight that Tony brings, yeah. Tony has a good chance of beating him. If this was a five round fight, three rounds. There's a lot of it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for anybody to really beat Michael Chandler in a three round fight because he's a hero for two rounds. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of fighting in him for two rounds. A lot of energy, you know. A lot of speed. Yep. He's got a lot. Of, we saw that with the Gaethje fight. I mean, they fucking took some shots, you know. And he he was still fighting his ass off in the third round. In a three round fight, he's a stud. Freaking crazy. You get him in that fourth and fifth round, those championship rounds, he starts to slow down a lot, like significantly. So, and that's where Tony shines. That's where Tony does his best work is in those fourth and fifth rounds. So, but I mean, I think I think the fans are going to get what they deserve it's finally, and this fight's going to be a great fight. I look at it, and, and I, at this point, Tony has slowed down. You, you got to be honest with it. And the, the speed is mm -hmm. is a factor in this fight. Uh, it, Tony's submission abilities are good, but Chandler's gone with guys that are better. And have tried to lock him up, and he, he fights his way through all of them. He's not going to tap either on, on any submission. No. He will not give in. So I don't see the submission being a problem. The three rounds is a problem in the fact that Tony does have a pace, but Tony doesn't have the power to really hurt Michael that much. Where Michael does have the power, he can put Tony back. And for two rounds, I think he's going to really have a hard time stopping what Chandler does. Yeah, for two rounds. And the third round, I think he can win it. He can possibly end it. But he's going to have to get it done in that third round. It's going to be hard for him to do. I see. I'm going to disagree a little bit with the fact that he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the power to, to hurt him. Because we've seen Chandler, as he starts to slow down, his chin starts to get a little chinny. Third round. Yeah. And that I, I think if the, it depends on how much energy he comes out and fights and hits, you know, in the first round. If, if Tony makes him a dog fight, which he will in that first round, and Chandler makes it a dog fight like he did against Gaethje mm -hmm. in that first round, and with Oliveira as well. He's going to. Yeah. Let's and be honest. See, yeah. Because <laughs> he's going to. Yeah. He's going to go in there, and Tony's going to go towards the center, and Tony's going to start to come, and, and Mike's going to start trying to throw bombs. And he's going to feel Tony's shot, and he's going to go, okay, I'm going to bite down and just continue to walk forward like he did yeah. with Gaethje. And look at, let's be honest, mm -hmm. if you're taking a look at Tony or Gaethje, which one's got more power? Gaethje's got more power. Gaethje kicks yeah. harder. He, he doesn't have the kick up the middle the same as what you're talking about, but his leg kicks are definitely better than Tony's. And that has some effect on someone like Chandler who's got that wide base. 
Tony doesn't really attack the leg in that fashion the same way. Yeah. He'll he'll chop at it a couple times, but not in that relentless fashion. And Tony's power, as far as the single shot, is not what Justin's is. So Michael's gonna he's gonna feel it. and He's gonna say, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to walk through you and 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 knock you down." That's what he does. Yeah, but this is my other question for you, John. He took a ton of damage in that fight. Yeah, he did. Is he is he the same guy? I can't tell you those that he is. Those are the type is. of fights. Those are the type of fights I, that change people. They career. change you, man. You leave. You're leaving big old parts of you in there. And and we're gonna you see. Know. And it is. You know, it, it, yeah. Look at both of these guys. Let's just be honest. Both of them have been phenomenal fighters. I, you you can take yeah, nothing absolutely. away from. Them. I've been much closer to Tony, you know, throughout his career and stuff like that. But ah, both of them have in their in their last couple of fights. And look at Gaethje being one of the guys. Gaethje yeah. put it on Tony. He, Gaethje, Tony was on a 12-fight win streak when he lost to Gaethje. You know, that fight took a lot out of Tony. That fight yeah. was a, he, he, put, he put a lot of effort into that. He took huge shots, and he left big parts of himself in that cage that night. Now, Chandler, same thing against Gaethje. You know, not, I don't think, yes, Chandler, Lost the fight. It was there was elements you can look and say. Well, the, there was times he was winning the fight. He was doing well, but he he left big parts of him also in that cage. Yeah, he didn't get finished, but he left parts of him in there. So Gaethje has you know the responsibility. He, he did this with both, but it is a question of I've watched now Chandler. That was his last fight. I've watched now with Ferguson. That was the first fight of the downfall. <clears throat> then he had a couple more. You know, he had the Charles Oliveira, or look at Charles. You know, the the arm bar that was a great attempt, but he still put it on him for the three rounds. Mm -hmm. And then Barry, you know, Benil Dariush, he took Tony down, and you know, it, although it wasn't horrible, he still took a lot of shots. Yeah. And so, the real question well, John, is, I look at, what what are we getting with the, both? I look at the Gaethje fight though. Tony took it. That was for five rounds. Yes. Wasn't that for the interim title? Yeah. That was five rounds of damage. Yes. Whereas <clears throat> Chandler only took three rounds of damage. That's right. That's my you point. Know, and then Charles and then Charles and Tony had you know that was three rounds, correct? Yes. That was three rounds. But then you had the Dariush thing as well. Three rounds. You know, so yeah, three rounds. But Chandler's <clears throat> he's got finished by Oliveira. He had a finish over a Hooker. But then he he took a lot of damage in that fight with with Gaethje, Gaethje. Yeah. and Gaethje yep. hits like a truck. I mean, yep. just based off of what I've heard and obviously from what we've all seen, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if Chandler is the same fighter after that fight. Yeah, we're gonna because see. We talk about this all the time. Fighters they leave a part of themselves in the cage. But yeah, after fights like that. But this this is you know this is the 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 modus operandi for the UFC. If hey, we're gonna take two guys. Both of them coming off of multiple losses, and we're going to mm -hmm. put them together because we're going to see which one we're going to continue on with and which one we're going to kind of drop down with. And uh, yeah. that that's this fight, but it's a good fight. It's a yeah. good fight. Look, and, and both of them still, you know, Chandler's ranked, what, number five and Ferguson's number seven, so it's a good fight. I'm looking forward to it. I, I definitely am going to watch it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to absolutely. see it. All right, guys, well, that's going to wrap us up. So go to wayneinpodcast.com, and there is no QR code. There is no and still, no, <laughs> but there is, there is sweaters, there's hoodies, there's, wait, is it sweaters or sweat? It's sweaters. Okay, no sweaters. It's a sweatshirt. There you Get go. Get away okay, from your clear. sweaters. 
So they're sweatshirts. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Hoodies and sweatshirts. Okay. Because go. I got a man. I, you got, got yelled at by Amanda. Reprimanded. And reprimanded by Amanda saying, like, there's no sweaters on your guys'. Oh, well, gosh. she was upset. She goes, I want there to be sweaters. <laughs> yeah. 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 We got to look for, we got to look into some female sweaters because, yes. yeah. All right, guys. We have, we have a coffee mug. We've got all different colors, uh, long sleeves as well. So we've got black, maroon, gray, heather gray. And white, there's all different colors to choose from. So check those out. It's at wayneinpodcast.com. And uh, select something, take a picture of yourself, post it, want to share it. We saw, I saw somebody wearing some of our stuff in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, baby. Them all. Everyone, is, everyone in St. Louis, man, they gave us a lot of love. Yes, they did. Appreciate that. They were awesome. Thank yep. you. They did. And John, take us away. Everyone out there, I hope you had as much fun watching all the fights this weekend. We had a good time. We definitely had a good time in St. Louis. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God that we got separated because we both need sleep. And we will yeah. hope to see you coming up on our next show. We will see you for this one. Bye-bye.